Hello and welcome to episode number 158 of the Nerd Pro Quo podcast. This is finally, it took us a little while to get to it because there were so many things to discuss. I wanted to make sure that everyone was watching, had watched it, so there are a lot of spoilers in it. This is our Black Mirror season four discussion slash review. We get pretty heavy in this one. It is a double sized episode. It is, I think, if not more than two and a half hours, it is around two and a half hours long. So really, really, really quick plugs before we get into this. As far as always, uh, if you like this episode, please review it on iTunes. Please click click subscribe. Uh, I have promised and it is going to be coming at some point either this month or next month. We're going to be available to some other outlets and venues, you know, where you get your podcasts, where you get your content. It's going to be available. I wanted to have some visual aids for some of these to post them up on YouTube, but we might just be posting just the the audio of a bunch of the episodes up on YouTube. So also check the YouTube. There is some stuff that is in the works now that will be going up on the YouTube channel. I know I've been saying that, I think, for like a year now, but I, it, it is coming. And also, at NerdProQuo on Twitter, we are still live tweeting for the time being. We're going to be live tweeting Black Lightning. That that definitely is something that we're going to be discussing on a future podcast. And also, The Flash, for the time being, uh, might be doing our, uh, if you, after a while, if you follow us on Twitter, we might not be live tweeting in the next coming months. We might be doing the uh, one day, uh, you know, a tweet, but it's going to be the one day late. So I don't know how important that is to you guys. If you still want to see what we think of those episodes of the episodes of things on that are on television that aren't on cable that I can't access through my current TV situation. A couple of those things are going to be a day late, but uh, yeah, I'll keep track of it at NerdProGo on Twitter. I think as far as live shows, there's some stuff coming up, but it's I'm not going to be talking about that yet because there might be coinciding with podcasts that we're going to be putting up. So not going to talk about that. In the meantime, this intro is already way too long. Episode number 158 of the NerdProGo podcast, Black Mirror Season 4. Yep. Oh, oh. Oh, I was gonna, I was gonna. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> So, so we're here. Hey, we're, we're recording. Yeah, we're hey, recording. Now. I apologize for my raspy voice, but I have a cold slash. I've been screaming at a competing uh, middle school because they creamed my uh, my middle school kids in basketball today. So I was a little disappointed in that. Yeah, I've been like stuffy just because I am outside a lot. So <laughs> just constantly stuffy. Such yeah. a weird way to be in this, but uh, we're gonna be getting kind of heavy. I mean, kind of heavy with weird this. Weird because of what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Black Mirror. You guys have a lot of feels. Oh and yes. A lot of them are probably not good about uh, season four. Well, it's a mix, it's a mixed bag. It's it is definitely it's a, mixed a very bag. mixed bag. Even the episode that I think 
Rich and me like disagree with you on. Uh, I think I saw that one coming. I did too. We'll get to that, but uh, we'll get there. But but I but I do think that that uh, <clears throat> yeah, even that is like I have mixed feelings with within that episode. But uh, let's kind of start in order. I'm not. Uh, does someone have this pulled up? Because I'm forgetting to. So yeah. Was it the USS, USS Callister? Callister? Yeah, USS Callister. Best first episode. Of this. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, I, mean, I think that's this, that's you got me into San Junipero, which was previously my favorite episode in black mirror yeah and then uss callister it's like uh, i i i was like you guys are crazy about this i wasn't too sure because i'm a huge yeah. Star Trek fan and then i know i went into a trepidation uh, too this shit is awesome because i thought it was all about star trek but it's not it's a i it's not really one of my favorite things about that episode specifically is there's kind of a bait and switch <clears throat> that happens uh because initially uh you feel bad for bootleg Bat- Matt Damon. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Damn. You originally... Right. No, you, I honestly thought that was not just a Matt Damon in a fucking fat suit. Yeah. I, 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 I for the first, like, did, five, ten minutes or so, I was, just like, I was just like, wait, is that Matt Damon? Before before we get into it, though, okay, I, think, okay. I think we should start by uh, kind of talking about just anthologies in general because I think the success of Black Mirror uh, has brought about... Uh, renewed interest in in just general anthologies, uh, following following the footsteps of you know uh, Twilight Zone and uh, and and shows like The Outer Limits, and now you're seeing that renewed interest now, which is great to see that you know you have um, uh, uh, Philip K. Dick's uh, Electric series, Dreams. yeah, Electric Dreams, starting on. I'm curious about that as curious well. Curious about that. I heard um, I've heard very interesting things about Janelle Monae's series, which essentially is like kind of like she's. I think she's a producer on it. It's like her version of Black Mirror, sort of. Uh, that's yeah. on Amazon. I forget what that's called. Yeah. Um, that might actually that might be also the Philip K. Dick series. I'm not sure. Those two might be the same thing. I'm not 100 yeah. percent on that. Uh, I will say that Black Mirror was part of that. Mm-hmm. But considering like Netflix and what more people end up watching, I would argue that maybe had an equal influence, if not more, is even though it sort of is an anthology, is American Horror Story. It, well, yeah, yeah, it's kind of sort of is yeah. as well. Because each uh, season is kind of its own. Like, I, anthology. I've been I've been actually watching. I got my dad the entire original Twilight Zone collection so all of the seasons from like the 1930s 40s whatever and they're kind of amazing like they even they're not kind of amazing they are amazing yeah, Rod Serling is yeah it's fucking they're, they're extraordinary. Genius. I've been I've been wa- I've been watching a, co- a couple of them here in order and each of them I mean they're they're all very interesting and they hold their own even after all this time they really hold their own uh and the the resonate even to this day so that that i think i think twilight zone really set the stage for those these kinds well, of well, Rod, kinds if of you know things. anything about rod serling rod serling's was a huge social justice person hmm. uh and was always trying to incorporate it uh for years was trying to write stuff that were was like direct directly addressing 
like those issues and he couldn't he had some like moderate success but the twilight zone was the first thing where he really got to do and he uh like if you see like the arc of his car- his career uh even during the twilight zone of him kind of having to fight to have those things in and how twilight zone was great because he kind of got to s- sneak in those messages that he always he would like if you if you read about him like he always wanted to talk about those and bring a, bring up those things in popular culture uh, and Twilight Zone was a way for him to address it in a way that he could kind of sneak it in because it was like a sci-fi show without them and then the the fight became especially in like the later series that he did I, which I'm drawing a blank on Night Gallery which was more of a, a horror anthology series he had to fight more and more to get those things in. Uh, and he got he got flack for a lot of that. Like the you know, he really wanted to talk about like income uh, income inequality and racial inequality, like all the like sec- like gender inequality. Those were all big things for him. And like it's you see that in the original Twilight Zone and and Black Mirror possibly more than anything else I've seen so far is like a direct descendant of the twilight Zone. yeah i, I agree completely it's, it did each episode it, it 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 focuses on a certain social aspect at the intersection of of <clears throat> technological anxieties uh a, in a near or distant future so it's that's it's a natural progression to yeah. what what was established so to that end i think we can get started yeah with, yeah uh, so uss, USS McAllister. Uh, Callister. Callister is you. Yeah, that those first like five or ten minutes, you you feel bad for bootleg Matt Damon. You kind of <laughs> sympathize with him, and then when you actually like see the universe that he's created and what he's actually actually doing, it's like oh, you're kind of you're kind of a sociopath. So, um, bootleg Matt Damon. I guess we're gonna stick with that name. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he is a co-founder of this online. MMO, I'm assuming. Yeah, that's that's the idea. Yeah, where people can live out their Star Trek-like fantasies. You know, it's not even that. The impression I get was it is a basically a Star Trek MMO that is progressing into a VR, uh, AR-like realm. And what you're discovering is that this this co-creator, basically the coder dude, uh, <laughs> I can't even. Rem- I guess you're calling. I, I can't even remember his character's name. We're just gonna have to keep calling him Bootleg Bat Damon. Um, has like actually taken that a step further, and is like, are there they they want the la- a launch of like a new version of it that's much more immersive, and apparently he has already privately created a much more immersive version of it and he's been using dna from coworkers he doesn't like and creating us essentially like and both people that he likes and yeah he doesn't like uh, and creating like digital uh avatars avatars like clones i guess but the clones are so good that they retain like a huge amount they're basically they're basically just alternate versions of their real personas. Right. Yeah. 
because they they keep they keep the memories of their original personas. So this is in essence an examination of. I always felt gamers and how they oh yeah 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 into. Um, I'm not not every form of gamer, but just MMO players. I feel, and that's not my cup. Of, that's not my bag. I don't play MMOs, but the idea is that they're so heavily invested in this world, uh, and just examining the lengths of depravity that gamers have because they think that just because this is a virtual world, it's okay. Yeah. Um, where you know, I'll, this goes back to Grand Theft Auto. You know, where you could play a character, pick up a hooker, kill the hooker, and take your money. You know, things that a lot of people in media have trying to examine as, is this right? You know, yes, it's digital. Yes, it's not real. But why are you as a human being doing this? It doesn't matter if it's a, um, a, a it's, it's a, a non-playable character. It's like, why? What leads you to that point? It, it's, it's, and it's not just MMOs in general. It's specifically uh, open format, open world MMOs, where, which is more what, what they, they, they've kind of gone into the direction of, which is basically MMOs in which you, there's like, there can be a storyline and the model for this, uh, as you're bringing up, the most infamous model for this is all the Grand Theft Auto games where you, you can follow a storyline. There are multiple storylines that you can go through, but you don't have to follow a storyline. It's an open world, and if you want to just go shoot people and rob people and like you don't have to you technically speaking in grand theft auto you don't have to go on any of the missions you can just run if you want like and i will freely admit that playing grand theft auto 3 when i was uh in a certain mood a particular mood there i would i would i would uh pick pick a guy pick one of the gangs yeah in Grand Theft Auto or or like the Mafia or something in any of those, one of those levels. And I would just like, I want to blow off some steam. I'm killing. I'm going into this specific area in Grand Theft Auto and I'm going to kill all of these guys. And of course, they start to come after you and then you hop in a car and you, 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 you run away or you turn the car and you, you like, you just see how many of them you can mow down before yeah. they kill you. Like, and it's like, I, I get it. It's it's a little. I tend to fall on the the. I get how that can be like morally questionable, but I also get the argument that uh, and first person shooters can be this too. It was that for me. That's and and also and also game. like fighting games, where it's just like, this is how you you are this in this world. Because it's ha- it's how you're not that person in the real world. I play sports yeah. video games because the Jets and the Knicks suck. That's the only <laughs> time they can win. I'm living my fantasy. You know, I the Knicks just won the finals not too long ago. And it's like, I know this is never going to happen in real life. So might as well just enjoy it in a fantasy world. Which is why I play FIFA. And uh, I win the tournaments because with the teams that just soul crush my soul uh every four years so but yeah so i sh- i share your i share your, your your grief with those 
with those. And, and the some interesting things they did in this episode is like it basically takes that to the next level where it's like, well, what if the characters in the game? It's it's kind of it's almost like Toy Story, where it's just like, what if the characters in the game exist, still exist, and still continue to do things, or they're their original selves that aren't their game selves when you're not playing. Uh, and just details that I thought were hysterical. Number one, the, the, the no the no genitals thing. <laughs> it's, a, it's a clean universe. You know. It's a clean, clean universe. universe. Flesh, you know. <laughs> um, but it, went, it turned dark. Yeah, yes. very quick. Just the... Because um, the actor who plays his co-founder... You know, he's yeah. Will. In, uh, Will from Will. Westworld. Yeah, and Will from Westworld. I love that actor. Yeah. Um, and just like his reaction to, you know, yes, we are not real characters, we're not real beings, but just seeing this real player abusing my child. That's that was up. that was messed up. That's, that was, you don't see it. You don't see anything. So but just hearing that, it's like okay, this is where this is the low point that these creators are going to yeah. in examining you as a player. You know, yeah, it's video games are fun, but sometimes people, you know, you have to question well, why are you doing these things. It's it's also in this virtual world. It's also a really old concept of like. Uh, if you are given the po- if you are given the power of being a god of a universe, like who are you when you are given that power? And that's what this guy is. It's like you're the creator of this universe. You're essentially god in this universe, and you get to play out your fantasies in this universe. But what are the consequences of that? And then have it like that, like when you're not there that universe is still going on. Like they're not playing your game anymore, but they still have to deal with the consequences of it. I, uh, other hilarious thing is just that the fact that when he really doesn't like someone, he turns them into the monster. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh. It, it, uh, what was her name? Sally from marketing. Something like that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and, like, uh. and then, then when he had to get, the, he had to pause it because he had to get the pizza. Then he just like, Oh no! They're just, they're just, they're just shooting the breeze with the monster. Like, oh, how's it going? <laughs> yeah, those those little details were were pretty interesting to to see. But uh, the part where it's revealed that he killed uh, Will's kid in in that world was very twisted. Uh, yeah, and I with this first episode. Um, and I could understand why they chose the Star Trek theme. You know, with Star Trek, you have the typical cowboy, Captain Kirk, you know, and putting that on its face, you know. Is the cowboy the right thing? I mean, as we saw with the latest, you know, Star Wars film, where the cowboy, poor Dameron, is fucking things up, and you need the other characters to settle him down. Here, you're seeing that trope and you're re-examining that is like is this the smart route the being the absolute god being the right guy being the leader is that the smart thing to do and i seeing that i kind of understood that not just american you know trope but the white dude trope that hey you're the hero no matter what you do is right and i could already see that oh this is going to be that type of season where you yeah know, you know, it's definitely, and we'll get to, we'll get to, this. like I said, later, we'll get to where 
I think there's an underlying theme in this entire. This is the first Black Mirror after the election. Yeah. And I always figured that if, you know, they're not going to ignore an election like that. These guys, the the Charlie the writer, Brooker, yeah. he is fucked up. So I would imagine <laughs> that he would try to do some sort of examination of what about the American psyche would lead us to elect so, a piece of shit like that. So there, there's a couple things. Number one, uh, you have a Star Trek universe that essentially is... So Star Trek is generally speaking portrayed as... And is definitely like... Uh, it's like an aspirational future, uh, kind of benevolent, kind of altruistic. The core of the Star Trek universe, despite like all the darkness and problems with it, that they do examine, especially in the later stuff. Well, just in general, Star Trek like kind of in- investigates when that can go wrong. Uh, it's like, what if you had the Star Trek universe that had none of that benevolent, benevolent word I now can't say. Benevolent. Thank you. Uh, or altruism, and is just ru- what? What if Captain Kirk was the ruler of the universe? It's like, eh, that might not go without so a well. Spock checking him. Yeah, yeah. Without a, exactly without a Spock checking him. Um, and the other thing, because you brought this up, uh, that I think is an underlying thing that happens. I can't. I can't, I can't imagine that it wasn't intentional, but I also think that the intent and how it actually plays out episode to episode, I don't know whether... I, I can't speak to the intent, actually, like in actuality, uh, but the last episode that we will eventually get to definitely like clues in. is like, I think this might have been the intent. Yeah, because I remember that text that you were sending us yeah. about, you know... POCs, you know. But you get that in the yeah, even yeah, in the first episode. Yeah, I know. It starts in the first episode. It's like, oh, the black guy is yeah. not getting. <laughs> he's just. I mean, other people kind of get it worse, but it's it's almost like he. It's not even that he he gets treated badly. He's just kind of a non-character almost. Yeah. Uh, and that's kind of gets progressively worse as the season goes on. It's definitely not. And I don't. I. The last episode definitely clues in that that might have been part of the intent of the entire season, uh, and when we get to that, I yeah. don't know there's, whether there's it actually discussed. There. Yeah, uh, whether it theories. actually pulls that off. Which now that we, I mean, That's if we want to move on to the second episode, yeah, there's there's definitely second episode has it too. Before we do, yes. So final thoughts on USS Callister, and let's see oh, if we can oh. give it. Aaron Paul. Aaron Paul. Aaron Paul is the is the, is is the gamer best. at the end. Yeah, <laughs> the best last closing line. So with one being uh, least and ten being mm, the ten most. Ten, the, I love this what would you give it? Ten out of ten. Ten out of ten. It was the most Jamie. fun episode. I've- uh, if we are, how are we ra- are we comparing it to entire series or just this season? Because uh, I can definitely write them in this season. Let's just stick to the season, but then, you know, we can... Best episode st- of the season, best episode for me of all, uh, of every Black Mirror. This is my favorite. Okay. Uh, second favorite of the season. Uh, I don't... I know which one's your favorite. I don't, yeah. I, I don't know... 
I don't know. Four, I, this would have been your favorite. Uh, I know okay. which one's his favorite. Uh, okay. Four, five. Wait, I, I don't, don't, don't spoil it. Don't spoil it. Uh, because we're going to go in the, over In the entire series, I, w- I don't know. There are definitely episodes that I like more. Yeah. But it's definitely in the top five of. of I, w- I would. And I would say. I would say. I would say eight out of ten for like. Eight out of in ten. In general. Yeah. Yeah. Eight, eight to nine out of ten. Yeah. U.S. is Callister for me, I think. Uh, you know what? I, it's either the first or second. I haven't decided which one's my absolute favorite of the season. There are two that stand out, and Callister is one of those two. So I would definitely give it a 9 out of 10. Um, it's absolutely one of the best episodes not only of the season but overall for the entire also a great a great yeah. one if you're watching them in or in order to like it's a great opener oh for yeah the season. yeah it's a strong very good opener uh i i still think to me san junipero is still it's it's still the one to beat but this one good it's very very close i'm a gamer too core so it yeah my yeah foot, that my gamer I'm, bone see i'm more of i'm i'm more the technological and philosophical aspects of certain episodes really get to me yeah and it was it was the whole premise of san Junipero and the the great delivery and the twist at the end that just blew my mind and blew everything out of the water. Well, also so. doesn't help that I mean it doesn't hurt that that's a San Junipero is is a super positive episode. Oh yeah, it's a feel <laughs> good episode. It doesn't hurt, and it has a great soundtrack. Yeah, excellent soundtrack. So so moving along, we got Archangel. Archangel. Yeah. That so was the first show I first episode I saw of the season. Oh yeah. Because um I when I went to Comic Con, our um Jodie Foster was there. I'm seeing the event with the creators of Black Mirror, mm-hmm. so I was I was really interested in seeing that because that was the one Jodie Foster yeah, directed. directed. What yeah. do you guys think of it? Uh, I really <laughs> like it. I I and especially it. This one, I think, of all the ones in this season, as far as like, uh, with the exception of one that we'll get to, is like as far as like, this is something that we're really really close to having, actually. Which is essentially, if not seeing... The lojack for kids? Basically lojacking your kid. And, and, and the basic premise is, don't lojack your kid. Um, and be a parent. And be, and and be an actual... Running around by and yeah. being intensive. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just as far as, like, just just from a technical, like... Like, I guess, filmmaking aspect of it, it's just a really strong episode. My biggest issue with this one and i think we might have discussed this is when you you hit a certain point in the episode and you're like i already know where this is going uh i already know where this ends yeah like i had the same i had the same experience with uh and i mean maybe expected it to maybe go a little bit actually go a little bit darker than it actually did especially uh spoiler when she starts to like beat up her mom with the screen yeah. I was just like, "Oh, that this might go yeah. way darker than I thought it was going to," and it didn't. Because you think you think maybe she's gonna kill her mom, uh, I and it thought she was. I, I yeah, and, and you kind of think that maybe that's what happens, and that's not what happened. I think it's a really strong episode. It's definitely like not. I don't know. Well, it's not. I think what I enjoyed about it is just that it 
examines helicopter moms. Oh yeah, and overprotective parents, parents. Overly protective of their children and overly, overly reliant of technology yeah. to do the jobs that parents were supposed to do. It's like, yeah. what caused this, What the thing that caused a parent to get this technology is because she couldn't fucking turn her head a couple, every two seconds yeah. to make sure that her kid isn't running away. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just common sense, but you know, I find that, you know, some, you know, some parents are too overly reliant on technology, you know, and I always wanted to see this, but I've always felt guilty about recommending this episode and show to parents, especially moms of newborn children. It's like, hey, you're going to love this series, but don't watch this. Not until that your kids are a little older because you will, you will not handle this topic yeah. at all. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I... It's Archangel to me is the weakest episode of the season, but I should premise this with the fact that I think that this season four is an extremely strong season and even stronger than season three. So that said, Archangel, my pro okay, it's it's very well cinematically, it's very well directed. I think Jodie Foster did an excellent job. Uh, capturing a lot of uh, the scenes and moments on film and the just the overall relationship with the mother and daughter uh, and building building on that and the tensions that that developed all over the years. I really like the the scene where um, the girl walks by the, the the barking dog and the progression. I thought that was like from from a cinematic standpoint. I thought that was very well shot. I like that. Um, my problems with it that is that too many moments were predictable. Like I, I kind of saw where it was going, and I saw all right. So basically, at some point, the mother's gonna, f- you know, the the girl's gonna reach her teens, and the mother's gonna see certain moments or certain things that her daughter probably wouldn't want her mom to see which exact which is exactly what happened so some things were kind of predictable uh and then you know toward the end where it got dark and she's you know it, i think for anyone for anyone who who has had overprotective parents uh, i know me being one of them uh it might have hit home it might have yeah, hit yeah. might have hit too hard of of a nerve in some points so but uh and i'm sure that i have a feeling that probably that's many might agree on that but um oh again it's just like it's kind of kind of like a cautionary tale for for parents or those who are looking forward to that part of life uh very specifically it's not I, I would say that it's it is about being parents, but very specifically, it's about being a single mother. Yeah, yeah. With a female child, which is uh, very Jodie Foster. Yeah. Um, but it's also uh, one of the things I I appreciated, even though I think this is the, in my opinion, the second weakest of the episodes, uh, as far as just in general like quality, it's not. The one that I, I uh, it's not my least favorite or the one that I hate. There is an episode that I hate, and it's not the one that you maybe think it is. Um, 
but uh I do appreciate the addressing the issues of like female agency and like uh, having a you know being a single mom with a uh, a child who is a girl and when they get older they're also dealing with like your kid's sense of independence and there's a lot of good what I appreciate is like there's a lot of I good like the identity of the mother because she's nothing without the kid. I mean, yeah, yeah. As the mother goes, o- grows old, uh, the ch- child goes older. The mother tries to date, but the mother has no identity beyond being a mother. Being a child. mother, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's and I had a problem with that. Yeah. But 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 that comes back to uh, one of the things. Even though I don't necessarily think it plays out as well as maybe it could have, one of the central themes of this, I think, has to do with female agency is like well what happens when you have when you're a mom and your defining characteristic is that you're a mom and that you're fearful like yeah and and how that can go wrong when you're uh when essentially like you know you have a kid uh interesting thing there's i i can't remember really i mean the grandfather's in there briefly but there's yeah. There's there's no which was that was the most yeah. messed up scene for well, me. Is the, like the grandfather she, kind of foreshadows the whole thing. Yeah. Like, you know, is where he's he's where the problem saying, is gonna be. He's like, Yeah, sure, this'll work out just fine when she when the, the, the her, when when the girl's mother is explaining how the technology works and the grandfather's like, Yeah, sure, this this is this is a brilliant idea. And also where sheltering your sheltering your child when they're young can go wrong. Uh, there's like, like, there, there's yeah, there's a lot of. St- I I think like, concept wise, as far as like things that they're addressing, this was a very strong episode. It's uh, it's just that, I think some of the ways in which the episode, like I think the concepts are th- like everything was strong, but I think just the the way it actually ends up playing out. Yeah, you end up being kind of, like. All right, <laughs> you know, like at, at the end, you're kind of alright. Although, although I'm always aware of this as if I'm watching something like this, and we're all dudes, is to just kind of see how someone who was either a mother, like you were saying, I don't, you know, I don't know if you would want a parent to watch this, especially a single mom. Like, like I would be interested to hear. I grew up with a mom like that woman. Yeah, and I, yeah, and so I was I. like. I was kind of like, damn it, I'm rooting for the kid. <laughs> yeah. But but I'd also be interested to hear, like, what, to see what the reaction of, like, women was to this this episode in particular. Because we, we as guys, and even as guys who have, ha- you know, had protective mothers, like, we have a different perspective on it than, say, like, a woman was. That's what I was just, like, pointing out. There, there's stuff in here that I think, like, uh, a woman might react differently to or more strongly to sure. than maybe we well, would. They'd, they'd be more sensitive to that, especially, I mean... Well, maybe, maybe, maybe not. I mean, who knows? Case. Well, if you're a mother or... Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah no, I, I've read you comments um, on this episode where people who, who at the end, you know, when, once they reach the end, have just broken down crying because it just reminded them too much of... Growing up with yeah with with that type of parenting, uh, so like I said, it, it this is the kind of episode like if you it, it may resonate 
very strongly for some people. Yeah, for those kids uh, who had those protective parents. Yeah. I also think just, just in general, like, like I said, I, I'm always mindful of who I am watching stuff like this and how someone who is not me will, might have a different take on it than I. Like, we could say what we want about it, but I was just like, there's, there's a, an entire segment of the population that might be having an entirely different reaction than we're having. Uh, I thought also uh, on a lighter note, I thought it was it, just reading some comments from folks and just people just tossing out theories of how at, at the very end when the girl runs away and she hops into the truck, they thought that maybe she becomes the trucker from the season three, episode one uh, nosedive. Possible. <laughs> Some it's an interesting were, theory. It's an interesting <laughs> theory. <laughs> like she goes and like so. Maybe some people were saying, yeah, this happens before nosedive, because the 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 trucker is an an, uh, an older lady. So there, people made that connection. So it's an interesting theory. Um, there were also some Easter eggs in this one, like the poster. I noticed the poster in the girl's room is uh, a band or it, it, I or a contestant from the Jimmy credits yeah because that shows up later in this season too that also yeah so there were some there were I'm sure there are a couple more but that in, in the girls room there was there were a couple of Easter eggs there so I, I think they they pushed uh, the those little mentions and those Easter eggs a little bit more in this season so that was nice to see as well so score um, I enjoyed it, but it just hit close to home for me, you know, in my background with my own mom. Uh, but I enjoyed the fact that it was able to trigger those emotions where I was like fucking uncomfortable. It's like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I, it was it, it, it touched a nerve for me, um, but I enjoyed it like an eight out of ten for me. OK, I would say I would say I'd say like seven out of ten for me and. Ranking it in the the season, I would say like, um, I would say because uh, it was what six episodes. This one was six. I, believe. I would say it's like ranked four for me, uh, and in the series overall, I couldn't really. Yeah. Judge. Hard to say. I, I think it's I think it's there's elements of what other episodes that I liked, but I think it's just like it's it's somewhere in the middle for me for the whole mm. series. Yeah. Uh, I'll take I'll make a correction. It's this is not my least favorite episode. It's my second least favorite. Uh so I think I'll give it I'll probably give it like a six. Uh it's there, there are some strong points. Um, so, and yeah, like similar to Eve, it, it, it did hit some, it hit a, a soft spot, uh, just watching it. It made me kind of uncomfortable, uh, especially toward the end, but, um, so okay. Episode not bad. So after that we have crocodile Fuck, man. and I mean, that's where the dark Fuck, gets cranked up man. and it started dark. And it just kept going. Started was. dark, kept going dark. Yeah. Um, can I, we talk about, first of all, can we talk about the setting? Because I think one of the 
notable characters in this episode is the setting. This 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 episode is shot in Iceland, and I think the bleakness of it, the yeah. the overall. Uh, well, well, settings are very important in the season too. Like, yeah, I mean, obviously, virtual world for USS, Mc- you know, Callister. Uh, Archangel is very suburban, like kind of ordinary, like Miltoast. And then you get to this one, which is, you know, Iceland. And then it, it, setting is very important in the one, the yeah. other ones too. I don't know. I thought it was a beautiful setting, but it really it it blended it lended itself very well to the just the the, the where this episode was going and just the coldness and the bleakness of it all. So we have this episode start off with two young people, uh, men and women, just coming out of like some sort of party, right? Right. Yeah. You know, and then... Like a rave. They're commuting home really early morning. They're still somewhat intoxicated and they run over and kill some bicyclists. Mm -hmm. And then the whole point is that they've moved on, the woman moved on, Becoming six, 15 years later, becoming successful. She has her own family. She has a lot. She, she's accomplished a lot in her life. And all of a sudden, in this trip, her accomplice in crime comes back feeling guilty, wanting to come out, feeling that it's wrong to let this, you know, the spouse of the bicyclist that, was, that died, you know, go on living without knowing what happened. So in a fit of desperation, she couldn't have that going down because she can't have her life just taken under, taken away from her. She up and kills the guy. And then in this episode is pretty much an effort to, you know, in an effort to cover up all of these problems, more problems ensue, and then she has to kill more and more and more people. So you see her just like just her humanity just peel and peel away and, and in the pro- after she kills a guy she witnesses like a minor accident and the the sci-fi element is that there's an insurance the an, an insurance claimant who is trying to get a uh, proof of this insurance claim by recording memories that witnesses of this accident are and she encountered this woman and then that's how they i will get to talk about what you're going to talk about because i have i have things to say about this episode uh very simple simply after thinking about it a lot i hate this episode um i think it's the worst episode of the entire season wow um wow. and that includes wow. black museum okay uh and I will say that, and I will get into details in a minute. Okay. <laughs> but go ahead. When I saw this episode, I was like, fuck, unnecessary. Um, but when I was, as I reflected on this episode, I think the creators, I think they had an agenda. Yeah. The agenda is yeah. taking that privilege of being at a high pedestal and not giving zero fucks about what happens to She people. is the whitest of white people. Yes. Yeah. Um, and that's where my problems with this episode start. Um, <laughs> and then not give a fuck about who gets hurt, who she tramples on in an effort to protect hers and hers alone. You know, and where every one of us have a problem with was that at towards the end, you know, where they find this insurance adjuster, you know, she kills um, 
the adjuster and then she realizes oh she probably told you know her husband that she's there so she comes find that woman's family kills the husband and then as she's about to leave yeah. a baby cries and you see the baby and it just like as soon as they show that scene with the little baby it's just so it's crushing and they didn't even stop there and it the wasn't enough <laughs> it wasn't enough that they showed the baby and then and then she go and this is the part i mean yes it's a dark episode and it was difficult to watch but the fact that they show her go to the school to see her own kids recital right after she murders an entire family shows that what what's fascinating i think I'm using this the, the, this word for this episode. It's, it's a fascinating episode because it explores what a seemingly n- normal person who, yes, was part of a murder cover-up way back whenever, and establishes her life, seemingly normal life. She's married. She's a professional. She's an architect. She has a, uh, a nice house in the family. And a, a, a series of events breaks and strips away her entire humanity to the point that she is just a... Uh, a sociopath, complete sociopath toward the end, um, and that the, the 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 twist at the end of it is that the baby was blind, and they could use a fucking hamster, and they, yeah, they Guinea use pig, a hamster, but, but yeah, <laughs> hamster. yeah. So I I'll, I'll disagree with Jamie on this. It's not it's not my least favorite, but not by a long, not by a stretch. It's it's actually a very powerful episode it's i mean i needed I, I i needed a drink after it for sure um very dark uh, very s- somber but um it it explored the the how the fragility of our humanity um i'm not and i'm not taking sides i'm not i'm not going in the fragility of our humanity or how quickly we could shed it if it means protecting what's ours yeah absolutely absolutely all, all of those things it's it's it and this is why it's fascinating because it's just it explores you know it doesn't say here are two people who are criminals these are two people who you know they're young they're they're coming from a rave yeah sure they the these the guy shouldn't have been driving in the first place they probably were taking who knows what at this party uh, and they killed someone, uh, but they show the ramifications of that one incident and how it can really screw up someone's life and then the lives of so many others. Um, and using you know technology, you know to just you know. Yeah. I don't think they gave a fuck about technology. Um, they're just, I think the creators were really hammering in the point of power and the impact that power has in terms of, you know, bystanders, 
that you know are at the lower rung of society and I, and you were right I was like damn it all of I mean I was kind of hoping that this was going to be an episode where you know the worst part is that someone's going to get punched in the face and get a bloody nose I did not see how dark it would go <laughs> but I as a person of color you know who've seen shit as a person of color who's been paying attention to news in America the last five years yeah. it doesn't surprise me you know it's like um, we could see you see the news about you know um, people willing to protect their own but you know a kid you get shot you know that's his fault yeah you know that's his fault you know and it seems like it's okay when it's others as long as yours is protected she is happy that well I don't know if she's that happy in this uh, episode but towards the end she's like disheveled but she's there present for her kid and she doesn't care that no one is you know she destroyed the entire family and I think I found that this was just a simple examination of power a simple examination of America and well probably Western powers have in terms of you know stomping on you know people of color you know that's why I found this a fun example a, a fun examination a fun um, uh, season because I mean it's like after the election it's like yeah mm. it doesn't surprise yeah. me I had the same this 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 episode left me with pretty much the same feelings and the same general impression as shut up and dance i think this episode is the shut up and i would dance. yeah i would agree this with you is on the that shut one, up yeah. and dance of season four where it's just dark and it and it, it it doesn't stop it just it'll at the very last few seconds it'll t deliver another twist just to punch you in the gut and shut up and dance it, it just messed me up but I'll give it all the credit in the world because it it just pushed the envelope in season three and Crocodile does the same thing in season four. All right, here we go. <laughs> um, the, one, the one positive thing I will say about this uh, is the way that it addresses like power dynamics and how quickly someone can like go from... Because at the start of the episode, she's... She wants to report the killing, like, and, and she's, like, and just gets progressively worse and worse. It reminded me in a weird way of, uh, did he, have either of you ever seen the movie A Simple Plan? No, I've never heard of it. A Simple Plan is, it takes place in, like, uh, I forget whether it's a Coen Brothers movie or not, is uh, Bill Paxton and Billy Bob Thornton are brothers. They find up plane that has crashed in the forest in like they're like way in like north dakota or someplace like that in the winter uh the people on the this small private plan plane have died there's a case full of money they decide to take the money and then it's basically about how the taking of that money and not like reporting the plane crash or anything like how this that one moral lapse just like layers on itself and how the characters kind of gradually you know lose their humanity become worse and worse and worse you know as the movie goes on it's an amazing another it's really hard to watch especially the end uh but well done yeah yeah and it's a great uh i will say if you watch it uh this is not telling you how you get to this point but the last line 
is Billy Bob Thornton, who his brother's a little bit mentally dis- deficient, I think, uh, is Billy Bob Thornton uh, telling Bill Paxton, make it look like the bad guys did do it. Uh, and it's just, just a dub. When you get to that point and he says that, you're like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> this is dark. Uh, so I appreciate that part of the episode. My problems with this episode, number one, immediately uh, – power and race dynamics come into it which i think like this is where it starts to come to me this was the the episode where it started to like pop up where i was just like you definitely had it in a, in uss callister but this one it's was more was more pronounced because you have the whitest of white women yeah. uh and it happens to be that her victims are brown you know brown woman a black man their child like and i think the in I can't like I want to believe that the intent there is what Eve was talking about is to kind of display that power dynamic but there's something about the episode that just it all I end up seeing is you have minority characters in it and they're being treated poorly and it seems like the it it, it read to me even though I think maybe the intent was to I don't think I think that was intentional the fact that they are minorities that she kills. Uh, and I think that there is a point that, that is an underlying theme, I think, in the whole season that like really becomes prominent to this episode. My, my issue was it was I don't... At the end of the day, it's, it, I don't know if it, that the point maybe that they're trying to make. I know that for Eve, I think it comes across... But for me, I don't know if it reads that way. For me, it, it kind of ends up being, oh, I'm just seeing minorities nope, being murdered. You have to pay attention. When I, the reason why I thought that it was a plan is because take a look at who are the leads in these episodes. Right, 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 right. It's not, on, it's not by accident. It's women. Not only are the women, you know, people of color are getting shit on, but they're also saying women can be action stars. Women yeah. can subvert the authority in USS Callister. Can, can be monsters. Can be monsters. And be monsters, so yeah. So I, I, I saw that, and I loved, you know, that approach, you know, where, like, fucking Metalhead. I, I, All right, I we'll, get to, whoa, whoa, we'll whoa. get to that in a minute. We'll get to that in a minute. Wait, we're going to get there. See, but just to see the power, you know, in just, like, having female yeah. leads, uh, it's like... I, okay, I see it. You know, on one hand, you're promoting women and their strength and what and their ability to handle action and horror. On the other hand, you have the reality of what happens in the fucking Western world. People yeah. of color getting shit on. Yeah, you know? I, mean, I that's that's how I view it. It's not. I, I, I it's view it. I view it by this accident. I I don't think it's by accident either. But I do. But but my like when I was watching it, uh. My concern is that I think the the pointing out of that there there are sometimes when you watch something and I understand that I'm a white guy kind of saying this but there are times when I watch that and I was like I under, I understand maybe what's being good. and maybe it's because it's Charles Booker and he's a white dude also and it's a creator so something in my brain there's like a like a, almost like a disconnect there or I'm just like. Mm, something about this doesn't I, I understand what your intent was but I don't know if it's coming across right uh, my other huge problem with this and, and we were pointing out one of the issues with it is the technology in this is just an afterthought uh, and I also have huge 
problems with the, with uh, and I there might be people out there who disagree with me. The plausibility of the technology is actually a huge problem for me in this. But one. autonomous pizza, dude. <laughs> autonomous <VR>. pizza. <laughs> you plug in. Come on. You plug into some sort of VR. You take so, DNA, and that DNA somehow retains all of the memory of the people. You know that he just cloned. Come on. Of course. It's no, no, not no, 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 no. Callister. It works in Callister. Uh, for me, in this one, the I think it, some of it has to do with the context in which it's it's not a VR world. It's it's they're trying to posit that uh, at some point in what I I would imagine would be the near future, they're positing that you'd be able to pull a certain amount of memory that is usable. That is usable. Is the key to me that I have a problem that's, with? That's the controversial part. Yeah, is that is, in this in this episode, the the insurance adjuster is using this technology and and relying on memory, which by nature is subjective. And they, they acknowledge that in the episode, but there's just there's something about the, the technology and the way they they do it in this episode where they're trying to make it sort of like low tech. Yeah. version and i'll just like mm, i i think if you're just because i keep up on this stuff because i find it fascinating like the science of how our brains work and how memory works and how little we know about how memory actually works uh just the i just the, the plausibility and the 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 <coughs> i don't know i just think the way technology that this what the technology was, what it was supposed to do in this episode, I just think it's so deeply flawed. And so, like I said, it feels like it's an afterthought. I understand that the, the whole thing about Black Mirror is like technology, but I feel like that, like we're all saying, the episode isn't about that, really, in my opinion. It's just, it's a, it's a mechanism. That's, and that's why I don't mind that, because it's just an examination of a person turning into a monster. The same way, like, White Bear, was technology really present in that episode? Right. No, was, I, I get what no, you're saying. But yeah. there was very little technology. The yeah. thing is, you're a part, that twist towards the end that really blew your mind in White Bear is like, fuck, just, just seeing these writers just create scenarios that will shock us. That's what I saw. And happened to shoehorn technology. Usually, Black Mirror does a better job about incorporating technology into this episode, but the fact, the whole, the whole what the fuck factor yeah. about this made me give zero fucks about there. There are there are episodes where they want to focus mm, your attention on the characters and their how they begin, middle, middle and end, how they progress, and how many times how they're how they deteriorate throughout the episode so there has sometimes for for effect they make technology a tool but also kind of an afterthought uh in other episodes it's the other way around like like archangel archangel the technology was more prominent because it was a main part of the plot it was a plot device it's a central point it's a in central the plot point. yeah Whereas in Crocodile, it's we're we're focused 
completely on the progression of this character and how she deteriorates into what she ends up in the end. So they don't want the technology to kind of steal that spotlight too much. At least that was my impression from it. You, you know what? Actually, it comes down to, like, because we're going to get more into this discussion we discussed a lot the last episode, I think, is I've gotten to a point, and part of this has to do with some of the, like, the stuff, like, other, like, podcasts that I've been listening to where, um, as far as, like, minorities being treated poorly, I, I want to see, because it's, because... Minorities, even though it's 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 a part of reality, on in cinema in television, just minorities being treated poorly or being murdered or killed, I'm like I'm kind of done seeing that on screen, especially if the and even if like we're jumping ahead here, the last episode, the end is like a vengeance thing. It's like I I just I'm 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 tired of seeing that. Like I'm just I'm just done I, I with have, I with, with, with people of color being treated poorly on screen. Yeah. Like, no matter what, no matter what the intent though. was, you know what but I mean. I think it's just their spin on this. Yeah, I mean, because remember, their job is to come up with fucked up episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Using technology in some yeah. way. So I just felt that there's no fucking way that they're not going to, you know, address this issue. You yeah, know, of course. I, I would have It wouldn't been be an issue if it was just like you know, one episode here and there. But I think for me, at least, I felt that this is an entire season addressing power dynamics. Yeah. You know, yeah. in a sense. Oh, yeah. And that's why I felt that, you know, since the beginning when they promoted season four with the whole, like, trailer teaser, this is not an episode, you know, to let people know that, yeah, real life is fucked up, but, you know, we didn't create that shit. I think it, it just makes sense that they were just going to have something heavily addressed, you know, just the world after Trump being elected. Yeah. We and I think, I, again, it might, it might be a, a personal thing for me. more right wing, you know, in the Western world. And I think it's their way of saying, hey, let's examine you people <laughs> uh, trying to elect a Trump, trying to elect you know, that really crazy guy who wanted the Brexit thing. But this, you know? the funny thing, now that you're talking about Trump and now us being in that in that era, Black Mirror kind of foreshadowed all this with the Waldo moment. I rewatched that. Fucking <laughs> Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. That is so prescient now. Yeah. Uh, except that Waldo was a more capable candidate, in my opinion. Um, no, but a TV person, a TV personality. Um, yeah, I mean, they by accident, you know, they came up with a whole pig fucking thing. Yeah, and that was by accident. They were just coming up with something fucked up, and it happened to mirror reality. Yeah. Waldo, something fucked up that happened, and I think they they just wanted to pull something. I guess something from real reality and inform a season out of that. It was a fun season for me, you know. Yeah, I mean that's the thing is like I understand that black. This is kind of black Black Mirror's uh, modus, you know, operandi or however you say that. But 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 like I said, I think like just the way I think my mindset has been is negative as far as and like I said, this is episode this episode in particular 
uh, is one of those things that it brought this up in my mind. Much like in Logan, like that was so blatant to me, and you know, like was that really necessary? But you know, I've- and I've just become hyper aware of that, and I've gotten to the point where just like, do I really need to? I understand that. Is do I really need to see it? on screen when it seems to me that it would be more powerful to see positive depic and I understand that's not black mirror. You know what I mean? I for me it was like church. You know how you go to a church of ministers like say, mm-hmm. They say something that you agree with and uh, amen to that. This was my church where I didn't see it as more of black people getting fucked up. Sorry to say, it was this just me seeing a window into the soul of people who have power and how right. they abuse it. So I just saw that, that I didn't pay attention to people of color as much. I was just examining how fucked up are the people who abuse it, like the Trumps of the world. Right, That's right. why I found the last episode so funny because <laughs> I, 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 I didn't pay attention to the people of color. I was just paying attention to how effed up things are, especially when... Okay, well, we're getting there. We're getting there. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Final thoughts on Crocodile. Um, I couldn't. I enjoyed seeing the devolution of that character. Part of, I say it's a six for me. It's the reason why it's so low is because I could not handle that baby. That was uh, the baby dying. I I still can't get over that and how senseless that was. Well, it was implied. It wasn't shown but yeah that's well but we know it was powerful enough when she when she when she turns her head and sees Uh. the baby in the crib that's all no she doesn't see it she she hears it and then you see her turn around to go back into the apartment she didn't have to reach to reach a kid she could have just walked away but no No. she had to see the kid yeah yeah so, um, again, powerful episode, uh, very well uh, shot. I, I think the the acting uh, was was uh, was quite excellent in this one. From all, from everyone, uh, it's in particular the um, the insurance investigator uh, toward the end. I mean, uh, when in her final moments, that part was devastating, and her performance was very good. Um, so I'll, I think I will give this one an eight uh, overall. Four out of ten. <laughs> I just and, and, and keep in mind it, there there are parts of this episode that I think are are very well, like the acting and everything are great. It's just like as far as like watching it, it's just like. Especially like reconsidering the episode, I was just like, I hate this episode. Like, it's I just, not, I just don't. It's like not it. something that's easy to watch it by any. But, means. but that's the thing. Like, I it, disturbing isn't what I dislike about it. You know what I mean? I, I just think that there are things that I am preconditioned, like, like you know, stuff that I'm like just kind of done seeing on screen, and also like the technology thing. So it's just like this is just flawed. And just like an issue for me, it's just like eh, whatever. Um, so yeah, I just, I just didn't like this episode like at all. <laughs> but autonomous pizza, I'm looking. I mean, forward yeah. To that. Now, anyway, for, hang for the DJ. 
Something more uplifting for sure. I mean, it's like that after crocodile. After, I was like, yeah. what the fuck is gonna happen? If you're watching yeah. them in order, that was a very smart episode to that stick was, at this point. Yeah, that was, was like, you. Fuck, what's gonna happen? You know, yeah. I was like, uh, yeah, get things started, Rich. What do yeah, you think? Yeah, I, I the hang DJ was. I mean, there couldn't have been a better spot in this season for hang the DJ than right after the most. The bleakest episode yeah. <laughs> uh, of the season. So it was a nice pick-me-up in the middle of everything. Was it Sandra Nerpero right after Shut Up and Dance last season, or am I wrong about that? I think you're right. No, yeah. I think you're, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, so this, they did the same pattern. They followed the same pattern in this one. Uh, yeah, nice positive episode. Uh, it was interesting to see. It was kind of like... Um, uh, Tinder on steroids. Yeah. You know. um, it's like definitely a huge commentary on like dating apps and dating sites and that whole thing. Uh, a lot of light, funny moments. I mean, it does go a little bit like, not dark, but it goes a little bit like, uh, this is starting to get kind of depressing. Like, no, not dark. I just felt that dude, man. Come on. If it, no, it, it went the route of why is it that some dudes just like to fuck things up fuck yeah up have to look you have yeah, to look it's like you don't have to just stay you, in the moment enjoy it it's like i couldn't watch because like fuck you guy yeah. just fucking appreciate her you don't have to give a fuck about the expiration date just end it's like and i was all, afraid that it was gonna end Terribly. That's yeah. Me too. Me, yeah, too. me too. Because yeah. of uh, yeah, I, and I think the, the watching crocodile before that, like the pre- <laughs> it, pre- it preps you <laughs> and like when's the bad thing gonna happen? When's the bad thing gonna happen? Really fast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. I, I I was anxious throughout the whole thing too. Like I, that he was gonna drop the ball, and you know when he when he looks at the expiration, the the fact that the the counter starts decre- decreasing and. Going from three years to like one year to one week and to just a few minutes, and it was just crushing because you know you they, you can tell they 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 had chemistry, they were perfect for each other. Um, well, you don't know that they're necessarily perfect for each other, but, but they that, were good. But they, they were, were good. Match. They were they good were nice together. Yeah, together. Also, doesn't hurt that just like oh god, her. Yeah. She's gorgeous. Yes. <laughs> Immediately, I was just like, "Oh God, yeah. her!" I was just like, "Like he's cool. Like it's it's he's a fun character." But I was like, "Things I want things to work out with her." And I had a for PTSD her. moment when um, he dated the woman right after her the first time. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, you know what's fuck. funny? I can, I kind of thought of you a little bit, a little bit, tiny yeah, bit. Like shit, damn! I feel bad for you. Just like have to su- just suffer for what was that the one year yeah something like that like nine months nine months yeah yeah hated him yes it's like fuck you know um it's like i, I felt for that guy i felt for that and, guy. and also the, the the nice little the the kind of twist also with her like the continue relationship especially with the twist at the end where you're just like when you realize that like the algorithm is like just just trust it and I'm just like and then when you get to the end you realize that like all those things are kind of like here's all the things that are here because it's the sim when you learn spoiler that it's actually it's literally a simulation uh it's it's a virtual world kind of and it's also kind of at the end you're just like wait 
are they now in the how does that work then are they released is the, are they still in a virtual like i don't understand um but like the the simulation deliberately gives you like oh so you're you you're you're not going to go with the good thing here's a pile of bad things yeah. here's here's oh that's not what uh, and they do it even more with her than they do with him where it's just like so many related it's like okay this this seems like with that second guy I was like oh that you responded really positively to this and then it made you miserable it's like we're going to get and then we gave it to you again and he messed it up we're going to give you the same thing virtually over and over and over again uh yeah and it's just like uh when they got to the end I was just like that I was like yeah, yeah. And, and then throughout the episode, I was like, "Don't these people work? Like, yeah. don't these people have lives? Like, you know, they're they're in this weird secluded communal area, and they can't leave, and they're armed guards ensuring." That yeah, that part was. I'm like, where is this going? It, it's and, like, and then at the end, and then near the end, or it's just like, "Do you remember what you were doing before you came here?" And then she's like. No, it's just yeah. like I don't. I don't think we were. I don't think we were. Do you remember before like all of those things? Like, do you remember any of your life besides this? Uh, and that was it. Was it was uh, you know it's a Matrix moment. Definitely a Matrix moment. Well, yeah, it, it was kind of like the 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 the. They took a page. I mean, they, they've done this already many times in, in several other episodes, but it's kind of like. Uh, a different take on the same concept of USS Callister, where it's an avatar. Basically. But it's also uh, this one, I think, Hang the DJ in, in a lot of ways, except it, there, it isn't addressing death, is, I think, like a, I hesitate to say a spiritual companion, but it's definitely like kind of a companion piece to, to Sandy yeah. Perro. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Uh, it's kind of like, and it's almost like, almost like a similar the similar technology, but at the other like the mm-hmm. earlier end of it. Yeah, where in in San Junipero, it's it's the the concept of your consciousness existing virtually yeah. uh, on a server for. Uh, for perpetuity basically and in this in this scenario it's it's more of consciousness but not really it's kind of like a copy of of your essence in a digital context and in a simulation so which is which explains why they had no memories yeah and also just like addressing how technology like affects how we date and you know what it what it mean what like the concept of true love becomes when everything is done through technology essentially uh which is interesting because it says something i think in, kind of fascinating about maybe charlie booker is this is the only thing the only aspect of life where technology might actually lead to good things or it speaks to also like his that 
Sandra Napero is also like this. A couple of the other episodes I think are like this where it's just like you have this very negative opinion. Uh, you're a pessimist when it comes to all these other things. But it seems like when it comes to love, you're still kind of an optimist. Yeah. You know, like you still want to believe. It's the one aspect of human nature that you want to believe that true love is a mm-hmm. thing that it, that can exist and regardless. And destroyed by technology. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's the sil- it, it is the silver lining to all of Black Mirror. <laughs> the episodes that deal... That are that are kind of like the the rom the romance episodes yeah. or the the love stories of them all. That's the silver lining. That it's the, the love and technology can peacefully coexist, yeah, and can can all support each other and and push humanity forward. So that's that's the positivity and that's why these episodes like San Gennaro and Hang the DJ are so uh, they're actually hopeful they, 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 they give the viewer hope uh, here's I will also say this uh, the other side of that though uh, and we'll get to this again when we get to who eventually when we get to that last episode <laughs> um, is love will exist and might not be you know, might triumph over technology. But sex will not. Sex will still be a problem. Uh, which even in this episode is like, mm, sex is still kind of a problem. Like, it, it's the thing. Technology might <laughs> fuck that up. <laughs> Dude, can, can we... Can I'll we? Get it. Okay. Oh. Uh, well, just like that, that sex isn't... Sex in, on its, in and of itself won't necessarily be improved by technology. Oh. And in fact, in the last episode, it's something that like, mm, ways that that could go wrong. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. And can we talk about... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also, also I, I would say, like, aside from Callister, like, this is one of the more comedic episodes. There's, like, so many I little that was, funny that details was in this. have experienced some level episode. Some little you tick know. that you're like, it's, oh, it's, it's very yeah. true. When you're getting to know someone and that, then everything's going perfect and you, you thought, oh, wow, this person's kind of awesome. And then there's that one thing. And also, just the, the, the sex they were, like, when he's with the, the woman who, like, they clearly don't like each other and he's trying to get her to like a trick. She's like, try this, try this. It's like, is that better? And she's like, no. <laughs> and that, and, and that's what I mean. It's like technology, technology, not necessarily helping things, but also like being in a relationship where it's just like, if you don't really care for the person, it doesn't matter how, what you do in bed, but also the fact that like, if the other person just isn't, like engaged in it it kind of does i mean biology is biology to a certain extent but it's just like if you're not engaged it kind of doesn't matter what i do if you even if you're telling me what to do which if you're telling me what to do there's it's one of my pet peeves it's just like if you're not communicating as like tmi to ever i'm not 
secretive. <laughs> I'm not secretive about this, but like one of my biggest one of my biggest turnoffs is we're going into all new territory yeah, yeah, yeah. here. <laughs> it just this happened to I, I've discussed this with you guys, but hell, fuck it, we'll put it on the internet. Um, <laughs> one of my biggest like turnoffs is like not communicating in bed. It's just like if you want me to do something. So like I'm a dumb dude. Like I I, I have a certain amount of like you know <laughs> a repertoire so to speak. But if you like something, fucking tell me. Like I'm I might not be able to figure it out on my own. But it, like and that kind of was kind of what made me laugh about that scene because it was just like it's just like she's telling him and it's still it's still not working because it's like you don't you don't actually care like yeah. 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 It's true. I mean, you love it, this episode. <laughs> yeah, it's a fucking solid nine out of ten for me. I, I loved it, you know, and I'm just doubly glad that it had a happy ending, you know, where no one got <laughs> pun intended uh, in, in in the date. You know, I was kind of hoping. I was. I feared that it was gonna be one of those. You know, online dating horror stories. Yeah, where, yeah. You know, he becomes a murderer or a rapist or whatever, and I'm glad that it didn't end up that way. So, as a result, I, this is one of, uh, also one of my favorite episodes. Also, I really like how they incorporated the, the 98.8 percent. Is just like, oh, that's what that is. It's they went through, and just the fact that that it's the way that 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 got calculated at the end was just like you've gone through this many simulations. This is the number of... I like that they put it as rebellions because the simulation is essentially like it's a program. We're not necessarily giving you what you want. We're getting you to realize, you know, the more times you rebel against the program is actually what we want you to do. We want you to rebel against the programming that we're giving you. And almost, it's almost like this is like, it's a positive technology episode, but it's also like an anti-technology episode. Oh yeah, you could make that, you can make that. Is that like, it's the point of this technology is to make you rebel against this technology. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Which I think is, is, again, one of the things I just really love about this episode. mm -hmm. It's like, oh, it's a technology that that's sole purpose is to make you go against it. That's Mm -hmm. great. That's a great concept. Yeah. And it it it, just, it speaks to you know just breaking down all barriers and conventions when you particularly on dating when you you reach a point where you've met someone that you know in your soul that you will you will be happy no matter what and right. And it, you'll fight for this no matter what, regardless of the challenges and the circumstances. And that's the point of the program. And that it's for, for participants to come to that realization. And I thought that was, that was great. I thought it was really well done. And the very final scene of it, where now they're in, they're in the bar and it's the real world and they see each other and then the song comes up on... And it's, it's called Hang the DJ. Which I think and is a class song. I'm pretty sure it's a class song. I'm pretty song. sure as well. So yeah. I thought that uh, that ending was, was really, was, was great. It was a nice way to so just So where is this so, in it? Yeah, well, so score, I'd give it, I'd probably also give it a, an, an eight. 
uh, out of 10? I'd say, like, it's my favorite episode of the entire season. I knew that. Yeah. Um, nine out of 10. And I will say it is my third or fourth favorite episode of the series. Uh, Sandra DePero is still my favorite. Um, my second favorite is still White Christmas. Uh, is it White Christmas or is it White Bear? White the one with John Hamm. White Christmas. White Christmas. White yeah. Christmas is my second favorite because it's it's the the of the earlier seasons as I've discussed before. It's the episode that basically clues you in that this might all be the same universe. Yeah. yeah. Um, which and it's just so I love how like the way it ties all the threads together. That's why that's like second for me. Yeah. White Christmas is very, but good this is definitely episode. like third or fourth. I, I only say fourth because there might be a third one that I'm forgetting that I enjoyed a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. moving along, the most beautiful episode in the entire series, which one? Metalhead. Oh yes, absolutely. <laughs> okay. Just, I have to say, I was just, I could just put that episode on mute and just watch yeah you can put it on mute yeah that's the amazing thing about this episode it's oh my it's it's okay so it's black and white it's it's very well shot it's cinematically it's yeah you can mute it uh i there's so many there's so much we could i could say about this episode it's it's um it's up there i'll say right off the bat it's probably the my my favorite episode of the season uh, or at least at the very least it's tied with Callister um and it's the shortest episode of the season it's yep. only about 40 something minutes long but it doesn't need to be any longer because it just i it doesn't there's no introductions it just throws you into into a situation you don't know what year it is you don't know what's going on it looks post apocalyptic and these these three characters are in a car and they're like they're scavenging and they're talking about uh, pigs and how you know they and in and, and the, the the female character mentioned that you know, how at least pigs have a more egalitarian society kind of alluding to the realities that they currently live in um, there's no backstory. There's nothing. It just throws you in that in that situation, and so they go into this uh, this seemingly abandoned fa- uh, warehouse and full of boxes, and they come across the dog. Metalhead or whatever. Yeah. So apparently, this- and it's like a fucking it's a Terminator. It, it is yes. the Terminator. It's the it's Terminator. Terminator. Yes. It is what it is. It's 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 a very compre- it, like thematically it's the simplest of the episodes. Yeah. Uh yeah, and it's it's uh it's a very short like simplified version of Terminator and it's great. <laughs> yeah. I I'm biased cuz I I I'm I love killer robots anything yeah. involving killer that's why i was a huge fan of the cameron uh terminator movies and others as well growing up uh so i'm biased towards that anything involving killer robots is a plus so terrifying this- thing about this episode as i texted to you guys when we were watching it uh 
the dog, just the uh, the dog as a concept. Uh, we are really close. Yeah, I've seen DARPA. You know, great machine. Have you watched that? That thing is ba- the dog is based on a robot that it, it's not as sophisticated as that. It's based on a robot that actually exists. It's actually an amalgam of several things that already exist. Boston Dynamics. Yeah. Have you seen what? Have you seen the videos? Uh, I'll pull it up after we're done. But yeah, and isn't it Boston Dynamics is the thing in the actual episode too? If well, I remember correctly, well, they didn't use that name, okay. but but I mean we're we're not we're not far from that at all. Right now, Boston Dynamics, which was formerly owned, it was owned for for a bit um, by Google, uh, and now they're once again independent, and they're coming up with un- un- just uncanny technology, uh, where they have similar four legged. Uh, robots uh, who are now they're now able they have ai they can make decisions on the fly and they can they run at impressive speeds uh and they have a a a biped robot as well that can that mimics the movements of a human being and can lift uh uh significant weight uh so could potentially be used, uh, you know, for manual labor and things like that. So, in the so, the, so the, we're not far from that. Well, well, here's the thing: the dog is essentially uh, an amalgam of it is the four-legged robot from Boston Dynamics, uh, scaled down because the one that they have is larger. Uh, yeah, right. With the technolo- the technology, slightly more advanced, but not by a lot. Of a predator drone, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, of an like an auto- but an, an autonomous predator drone, which if they don't have, they might have already, and we just don't really yeah. know about it. Uh, that's why I says like all the technology for the dog. It, I mean, they could. I would even argue that it's theoretical that like DARPA, like the Defense Department, already has something like the dog. And might already be using something like the dog. We just don't know about it because it's classified. Touch a knife. Yeah. <laughs> that, yes. Yeah. Oh, little, little robot Michael Myers. That, that's when it got real with me. It's like when it could start taking a kitchen knife and stabbing. Yeah. It's like I could have handled it if it could shoot guns or lasers. But the moment it grabs the knife... I got, <laughs> I got fucking scared. Like, oh, weird. Oh, weird. Have you guys ever seen Puppet Master? Any of the Puppet Master? Yes, yeah. I, did, it, did it remind you a little bit of? But did yeah. you have a little Puppet Master yeah. moment? Yeah. I was oh, just like, mm-hmm. I couldn't. Blades scare the shit out of me, and Blades with a fucking robot that looks. Oh gosh. It's also a little bit of a like definitely Terminator, but a little bit of a kind of robot zombie apocalypse thing going on in there too. Yeah. Uh, I mean the, the which is kind of what Terminator is too, but you know, <laughs> the the aesthetic of of it all was you know, and it and it goes well hand in hand with. I can see what, how they came to the decision to shoot it in black and white. Yeah, because, I was gonna say that because every every everything that goes on in this episode is it's it's binary, it's ba- it's black and white. There's no gray. It's black and white. The robots, they think binary. It's 
destroy. It's kill or be killed. That's it. So the the sole purpose of these machines, we don't know why. It, that that's not important. It's we, just when we get the impression that like this is definitely a technology that was developed for a purpose and then way exceeded that because the at the end the end you get the impression it was like oh oh this is their world yes <laughs> they're not that dog isn't just an individual thing that was a you know a guard in this factory it's just like oh 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 okay yeah. yeah and and then when she reaches the house and you get at first you get the I, at least I, I got the impression that when she gets to the house that maybe it's a, it's a result of a society be, where there's such a, a vast difference between the haves and the have-nots and Especially when she reaches that house, which, you know, it's it's a nice looking house with a nice kitchen and everything. Yeah, you but think there's going to be some sort of class commentary. Yeah, you th- I thought it was, I thought they were going into a class commentary. <laughs> but then they get to the bedroom and the people in that house are, they were murdered beyond recognition. Yeah, they they the killed themselves. How, 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 where'd you get that? Cause they killed themselves. <laughs> how, how do you know that? Right, 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 right. Face. Yes, I so forgot that. So I feel that they realize yeah. things were about to get bad for them and okay. instead of being killed by the machines, yeah. off themselves. So, yeah, like it, this wasn't a class war, warfare altogether. It's but just it could the, be because... When there's I, an element there, yeah. I, I saw season four right after... I think the last episode I saw from season three, which was a couple days before was Men on Fire. The episode where the soldiers viewed other people as zombies Mm -hmm. to make it easier for them to murder them. So so when I saw season four, it was in the context of seeing some of the fucked up things like Shut Up and Dance because I I saw Shut Up and Dance (laughs) right before watching USS Callister. So (laughs) that's why I love that. So I figured that, you know, it's probably one of those episodes where... You know, these drones were set upon these people to wipe them out. Yeah. You know, um, that's, yeah. Yeah. So, and then you get the scene where the dog picks up the knife and that just just escalated things to a whole new level. Uh, And and then another Easter egg when the main character goes into the house and she's scrambling and she's trying to find places to hide in on the lamp table in the house there's a postcard and on the postcard it said visit San Junipero oh really yeah I caught that I'm sure there are probably other other easter eggs there but uh, yeah in the house there's that um, but then the, the twist at the end is also that it's not just this one dog and even they have a fail safe basically so if they're going to be close to being destroyed or incapacitated they're they have a hive mind you know they they, they communicate with, with each other and so uh you know where you 
destroy one, many more will follow to finish the job. And also, they exploded that uh, the explosion left shards in the face that trackers. Yeah, yeah. yeah trackers. it's uh, a yeah. Also, yeah. Uh, very much uh, uh, fragmentation mine. It's the Menta. Actually, what are they called? They're called like jumpers or something like that. Uh, that's uh, it's a type of mine actually that it it doesn't explode necessarily. Is you step on it, and what explodes outward? Uh, there uh, there are versions of uh, IEDs that are like this too, where you step on it and then it pops up. And when it explodes, it doesn't exactly explode as it like they're full of like nails or something like that. And it shoots out nails or like pieces of metal shrapnel. And that like the, the shrapnel in this case has tracking material in it. But that's very much based on, on, you know, forms of landmines that, that actually also, like I said, everything about the dog is stuff that already exists. Yeah. Just kind of combined into one thing, and then and then the the also the end that was kind of heartbreaking is that you get the impression throughout the entire thing that she's looking for medication to like help whoever this person is, and then it turns no, out no 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 it was they wanted they wanted um parts for a doll I think. you know they wanted well that's the the, the very well, no, end. No, no. what what they what she says at the beginning is the impression that you get that it might be medication is something to help. To help the, a child, a dying child. Yes, and the and yeah, she's looking for the medication. The implication is that it's medication, and then at the end, you find that it's not medication. It's it's just a teddy bear. Yeah. A teddy bear, and so, that's the part that just it's killed me. It's that just killed me yeah. at the end because they're going through all of this just to. It's not even. It's selfless. It's selfless. You know, they're doing it for for another human being uh, who. Uh, you know, from what we understand, is is not well and probably dying, uh, and they're going through all of that and put putting their lives in danger for this, uh, and that that was be- well shot. Had how you don't you don't know why they're going into this warehouse, and they knock over the boxes. You don't know what's in the box until the very very end, where it's it's a teddy bear. Uh, so and that the bear itself is. Is also you could say is uh, in uh, an allusion to white bear, uh, so you could say that as well. Also, I mean, I love this episode, but uh, the the continuing theme of just like uh, one minority just gets offed right at the beginning. It's that contrast that you were talking about. It's like you have such a f- strong female character, and then the, and then the person of color just being treated so poorly. Well, to be fair, I mean, it's not the fact that a person of color was treated poorly. Remember, there were two guys, two guys with her. Yeah. They're both dead. Yeah. You know, one got off, the person of color got off immediately, and the next guy, it was kind of, I felt bad for him. He was like driving yeah. away and then jumps in. Yeah, I mean, I just, I didn't see it as... These, he's just an actor who happens to be. Well, well, well that's what I was talking about. Like really early on, where where uh, my friend Scott, who was talking about, uh, it was this writer, incredible writer, Scott Woods, who writes about these things. Uh, when he said that he like he liked the season, but he he was thinking that it was, uh, it, and we'll talk about more about this again when we get to that last episode about it being unintentionally anti-black, where it's just like you don't. I don't think the. Tent was to 
like I said, even in this episode, it was just like uh, the one black guy gets shot. It was just like, I don't even think that was like one of those things. It was like, I don't think that was like the point there or anything like that. It's just, it's just an, another example in this season of something like that happening. Mm. You know what I mean? And in this episode, it just so happens that it's like, it's not a central part of the plot. You know, whereas in a couple well, of the other... Fair, this episode, you shove it in season three, season two... Yeah, season you could put it anywhere. It you could put it anywhere. Yeah. You know, it's... So you could even have this as, a, as an entirely separate... Superb. Yeah, it's an entirely episode. separate thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that fits in any season of... And it's so Marvel. tight. Um, <laughs> it's so it's tight. Like, it's like, fuck. Oh, gosh. I was like... Yeah. I was kind of hoping for that she just like, yeah. you know, survive this. But I just... I was just like, I was dumbfounded by just the beauty of yeah, it. Yeah. Simple beauty. Even the the special effects of it tracking her. Very special simple. effects were very well done. Also, oh, another reason why I think intentionally why it was done in black and white is that like doing it monochromatically is like it would, the effects come will come across a lot better. Like you can, you can get away with less and it coming across as more realistic when you don't have to deal with color yeah um yeah and i am always such a as much as i love technology like complicated narratives or whatever one of the things that i i appreciate the most is something that is very simple and tightly done and then like i said it's the shortest episode of the entire series and it's just it's just so like Oh, this is like, and I just, I, I love that. Like, yep. No introductions. I, I really, I, I really enjoyed it. It was nightmare fuel. Uh, <laughs> it was similar to playtest in season three. That was a nightmare fuel in season three, the gamer yeah. episode there. And, but this was even, this was in a whole other level. I mean, so uh, I was, it's, it's real. Yeah. It could all be real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so where are we on this episode? Ten. Uh, it's fucking ten. It's right up there with you as a scholar for me. You know, it's amazing. Yeah. Uh, I'm 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 definitely gonna watch it again. It's it'll, it'll be one of those go to episodes. Just, just, I, I'm sorry, I'm just like I love pretty <laughs> things. Yeah. That I get it, man. Just just beauty. In yeah. a and it drives a car. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I just the like thing drives. Me. It just, it, that part reminded me of like T1000 when yeah. it was like chasing after the car. Uh, yeah. I was just, I was clawing and cringing watching the whole thing, but it was awesome. It was awesome, right? Yeah. Nine out of 10, uh, only because like it's not like. I don't think anything, any of any, because I'm very stingy when it comes to like giving a ten out of ten for something. That's really the only reason. That's why my students like me. Yeah, <laughs> um, you get an A plus, you get an A plus, everyone gets an yeah. A plus. Like nine out of ten, and the only reason why it's not like my favorite episode, like I just happen to personally like uh, Callister and Hang the DJ more. That doesn't necessarily mean that they're better episodes, mm-hmm. you know, quality-wise. Mm-hmm. They just resonate more. They just resonated with me more. Yeah, exactly. And that's the only reason why this is, like, the third 
in yeah. in the yeah. ranking for me. I, I've read comments, and a lot of folks would have would agree with you. A lot of I, a lot of people like Hang the DJ. Yeah, a lot of people liked it. I think it res it just it just resonated a lot with people in terms Especially of with the proliferation of like online dating. Yeah, Match.com and all that shit. And, yeah. and overall in the series, uh, Metalhead, I, I I like I think it's fascinating because it's almost like. It's really high in the whole series for me, but I almost feel like it's it more than any of the other episodes. It is its own entity. It's definitely thematically in the in the 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 genre of of Black Mirror. Like it's set, it's right smack in the central like ethos between uh, you know behind Black Mirror. But just as an episode, it's like this could be its own short film that mm-hmm. like you go uh you have it like a film yeah. festival it, it, it felt, and everyone it, raves raves about it and then and then that person gets money to do a whole film and then it doesn't go so well like <laughs> no but metal had had that feel it, it felt like um like a short film it really it had that that indie feel to it almost, almost like someone's really really well done like thesis film yeah. for like college I, I, you know what i mean yeah. i've seen some short films on like vimeo that are 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 similar and they're really really well, well there was done. a fantastic series on sci-fi that i i wish they kept going with um what was it called exposure called exposure it was just short films uh in sci-fi and horror it was like an hour, maybe hour, hour and a half show, and there were these short films. Some of them were not so. It was like Black Mirror, but like the the topics that they covered were much wider. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I saw uh, a number of those where I was just like, "These are fucking fantastic." You know what I mean? And I'm sure some of those people went on. If you like, look up that show and look up some of those like directors. I'm sure some of those people went on to do bigger things. Uh, I'm sure if if the person who did directed this one doesn't already is probably gonna go on to do something else. Yeah. If they okay. if they aren't some already someone, which I don't think is I, I get the feeling with with Black Mirror with the exception of maybe like Jodie Foster or somebody a bunch of these people are people who are going to go on. You're gonna hear from them again, like probably in movie format or yeah, on a TV show or something for sure. All right, moving along. Finally, we've made it to the Black Museum. The most hilarious episode <laughs> I have seen. Um, boy, I enjoy This was, for me, this was my... First, my first three sections I would agree with you on. This, I giggled almost as much as Nosedive. For me, Nosedive was just, like, hilarious. This for me was hilarious as a in terms of how <laughs> just like hide me I could not stop laughing. I know it's fucked up, but I just found as just after all some of the fucked up shit of this season, I just needed a good fucking laugh. And I got that. And in term, and the creepy guy was the best source of that comic relief. 
Oh boy, you and oh, I had so very different experiences. I, I, yeah, we. I think you, you had very. I, I. You you had very different experience than me and Rich had with this. Although I will say, in in his defense and in defense of this episode, um, the first story, barring when he the very uh, David Cronenberg, uh, the fly, uh, Jeff Goldblum the fly moment. Where he starts to pick pieces off himself, which is I couldn't watch the, I had to skip ahead a little bit. There was a point in that where it was just like, all right, I don't, where he's like taking parts out of himself. I just I don't need to watch the rest yeah. of this. But I will say that they're they're, especially that first story, as horrifying as that was, that that there are definitely elements. I mean, like the boner when he's dead, like that. <laughs> So like ridiculous. <laughs> oh, it's so ridiculous. And Eve Eve was texting us. <laughs> Eve was texting us uh, while he was watching it. And we both had already seen that episode. The joy, his the level of joy. He's, like, he's got a boner. <laughs> level of joy that you got that, that you're still that you're still getting out of this it almost makes up for my hatred of the rest of this episode come on it's fucking insane it is no i'm not i'm not it is I'm, insane. I'm not disagreeing with there's you there's no there's there's like this no guy who uses this technology to save people and then somehow learns that he get could get off on this shit, you know. Then it goes the it gets messed up. The, the technology gets a little messed up, and then it goes the other direction. Yeah. Um, but this is also an example of what I was talking about: is like that love might be, ho- but sex is gonna be fucked up by tech, oh, certain technologies. Oh gosh. Um, yeah, I mean, where did it? I'm, I'm sure that must have cracked up for you. You know that that those early scenes in that episode. Yeah, yeah. So you're and to a certain, sir, 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 end, sir right? yeah, to a certain extent, like even like the 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 proprietor of the Black Museum was hilarious through most of oh the episode. God. Yeah, um, not me. Uh, through a good chunk of the episode, I enjoyed him. Um, although he was a, he is a slime ball. You don't really know he's a, initially. On, you don't know that he's a slime boy, but he's a slime ball. Um, the second story, uh, uh, I had the opposite reaction to the teddy. I thought I thought the teddy bear was was heartbreaking to me. I do. I did. I did. The teddy bear. The teddy bear was heartbreaking to me. And like I said, the amount of joy that you're getting out of it, I honestly, like, it almost, like I said, it almost redeems how much I didn't like it. Like, that's the thing. You know, it's like, you see this husband who's doing everything possible to keep his comatose wife alive. You know, he's doing everything. She's on his case, which was funny of him trying to, like, pee and how awkward that was. But just like her... Like just encroaching on his ability to move on, and does he recommend it, or does his girlfriend recommend that they stuff her consciousness into that fucking doll? 
I I think he off. I think the the sleazy dude offers it, yeah. and then he kind of wants to think about it, and she's definitely like, yeah. no, no, the we're girlfriend's doing. Up yeah. you know, pushing for that yeah, all the way. It's like, oh. well, you've got a backseat driver in your head, twenty four seven. Yeah. Oh, that this. Okay, the reason why I I laugh is because. I, I, when I saw that episode, I texted Alana immediately. <laughs> I'm sure she would love to tell me what to do at all moments of, of my life. I love you. I need a hug. Here again, it's where I come back to as much as I think I I can't speak to how realistic, but there there is some uh, and I I both get it. But but there was part of me that was just like, this seems as far as like sort of people of color being portrayed, maybe poorly, is that the 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 next girlfriend is is kind of a stereotype in a way. The, uh, the, there is kind of a, there is a trope, uh, who is, uh, and it, this isn't exclusive by the way to, I don't think the black people, but it's, it's the, the angry black new girlfriend who doesn't like the old girlfriend. Like, and that's not necessarily exclusive to race. That's actually a generally yeah. a trope, a trope. Yeah. But yeah, I, when I saw that, but I that's just... a type, like that's a type in films. That's not always... You know, yeah, it was a necessary. Well, I just saw, I, I didn't think of her as an angry girlfriend. It was just like, hey, we're moving on. Yeah, we're yeah, yeah. You know, you can't be still, you know, demanding things in this life. They, he did a sacrifice by surrendering a portion of his head. Yeah, so that you can experience a child. Let him move on, and the fact that she couldn't allow it. It's like, bravo, put the bitch in a fucking teddy bear. You know, and shove the kid in the teddy bear. I, I just thought that was just funny because some people, it's like, you know, I, I see, you see, this was just a perfect encapsulation about how, you know, when you're in a relationship and you move on, you kind of don't want the other person to move on. You know, yeah, well. yeah, yeah. You know, you, you want them to stay in your po- in this point for the kid or whatever. And you know, I was like, bravo, you know, put that bitch in her place, you know. And I, I, I felt that was just hilarious. You know, sometimes you, you need to tell the ex back the fuck off. You know, this person has moved on, he loves me. It's like you don't have any claim to this person anymore, you know, and let him go. The, one of my big things about the second story uh, that I definitely appreciated the middle story more than the first story or the last story is it is a guy who starts out the, the, the what he's being offered and what he does uh, at first seems like it's romantic and like it's it is definitely romantic and kind of just like oh is this your true love type thing this is a thing you would it's like that concept it's it's almost like ter- turning the concept from hang to dj and san junipero kind of on its head by saying okay if you had a world in which you could you know be with this person 
that would work out. But what if the person who you think is just is in your head and never goes away is like the second story more than anything else is a person, a character, the, the guy, the boyfriend who starts out making what seems like a very like a decision based on true love. And what it turns out to is it's a mistake. And then every subsequent choice that he makes is just a poor choice where it's just like, as cruel as it would have in my brain, as cruel as it might seem, uh, and this is really cruel and it's a really horrible thing to say, the way that story plays out, I almost think that the more sympathetic, the more uh, like compassionate thing, the compassionate thing, because compassion doesn't necessarily mean that you're doing the, the nice thing. It means what is the thing that is maybe the best overall. And sometimes being compassionate means that you have to do something that's not necessarily good. Is he has her in his head, but once he starts to like mute her and shut her off, as ethically like questionable. And I think that's what makes this part of the episode actually kind of good is you have that question. It's like me, I would just be like, I'm really, really sorry, but you you actually did die you know what i mean and this is what you're now in in my head is even though like this is the compassionate way i'm i'm thinking that you would it was just like look i still care about about you and i understand that and you can't explain this to the person in your head cuz i don't think they but it's just like no you've been dead like and i feel like the keeping you alive is the I, is horrible for is horrible to you. I can't. I can't do this to you. And ultimately, whether that person in your head agrees with you is almost becomes. It's a horrible decision. It's like a, it's a yeah. cliche. It's a Sophie's choice. But it's like the more compassionate thing would have would have been once you start to realize that you're muting that person. You're when you're muting them, you're essentially killing them every time. So it's just like you, you gotta. You're gonna have to just kill them because the all the other options that he goes to. That's just is like, dude, you're just making it worse. Yeah, like that's just worse and worse. But also very funny too. <laughs> See, I don't. It's I didn't so think it was funny. funny. I, I might. I might watch it now. That I've seen your reaction. I might watch oh, it for the different. Fucking teddy bear. I love teddy. Fuck you. I love teddy bears. <laughs> Let's see. That made me sad. Oh, Fuck you. That made me sad. <laughs> you just so, you so fucking bastard. For <laughs> the record, I just want the world to know that I absolutely hated this episode. And I probably am in the minority, and I don't care. I hated it. I hated the sleazeball character. He probably does it very well, but... I have to, I have problems with this episode. It tries it tries to be like the White Christmas like Treehouse of Horror uh, episode with the mini stories. That make that I have it, a similar thing. You know, I don't it, think it, it accomplishes it tries, that. It tries to be like White Christmas, but White Christmas it does a very good job because it, it it's it it it's an all encompassing story with mini stories and woman in in it and in everything makes sense in the end this one doesn't 
doesn't accomplish that. It it I have well, it does, but I think it does it poorly. It does it or does it is where I would agree with you on this. And you have okay, so you have the the museum curator who is all kinds of a questionable character, and then the first story I couldn't stand. I did. I didn't think that it it even fit in 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 Black Mirror's universe altogether. Because the yeah, the one with the doctor. Because it just everything just seemed. It fit with. It crocodile, seemed though. excessive. Just yeah, it kind of did feel. It seemed, yeah, it fit with Crocodile. Yeah. It seemed excessive for the sake of being excessive. It just seemed. But this season was about excessive. Yeah. Well, but still, even Crocodile had a a method to it you know it was about escalation it or or de-escalation rather you know but the the whole story with with the doctor and how this technology uh it becomes over depending on it and becomes addicted to it i just i don't know i just it, it was grotesque it was it was unnecessary. Gr- grotesque is a good word for it, yeah. But also part of human nature. It was true. I, and yeah. that's, I saw that as being a commentary about some of our darker aspects. Technology true. and addiction, I, I actually yeah. think is... is, and is, I, is I, yeah. and I felt that, that makes sense, you know. But, but that being said, I think there... What, what, I mean, what, the big problem... And I still don't like this episode. Uh, I still kind of hate this episode. Not as much as I hate Crocodile, but but because there's elements that I think were funny in this episode. I think that's what saves it for me. Uh, but but there's there's just something about this where there's like that first story there is when you're talking about like grotesque and what it's addressing. It's just like here's based on previous episodes of Black Mirror, if you're handling addiction, and I don't even remember whether there was a previous episode that kind of handled this, but it was like, there's so many directions you could go with that. And I was like, and this is the direction you went? And I was just like, and I was just like, nah, that just seemed, in the end, however parts of that I enjoyed, the end result of that story was just like, nah, that's kind of underwhelming. You know what I mean? Like that's that's if that's if the commentary is about technology and addiction, yeah, that was really an underwhelming way. It was. To go about it, it. It, it was. It was almost like it was missing a twist element or something I, to it. As a black person, I saw it as white people behaving badly. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. This episode, <laughs> this season, and ultimately this episode. It's In particular, yeah, I get, I get it. Be, yeah, behaving badly. That's what I saw this episode and how comically insane you know people can be that's all i saw that for and yeah i saw the end that you know yeah you're gonna be and towards like the fucking end of that episode with the people jerking off you know where the guy's being executed come on i can't i couldn't i couldn't watch that i saw that i couldn't it's just it's not commentary on people of color it's commentary well well well, here here's the thing here's the thing honestly why i hate why why i hated that that last story i was just like prison narrative yeah fuck that i don't i literally fuck that like i i understand 
I get it. I get it. Yeah. I fucking get it. Like that. That's what pissed me off so much about that. Was just like, and I understand that you had a completely opposite reaction to it, but it's just like, look, man, I fucking get it. I don't. I don't want or need to see this on screen yeah, any, would, ever again. Ever fucking yeah. again. I don't need that to was see my, it ever a fucking again. That was my reaction. Like ever, 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 ever. I never seen need to see it. Same reason why I never need to see another slave narr- narrative. Except maybe like uh, the Nate Parker movie, which I might not see because of Nate Parker, essentially. But it's like it's the same problem. Like initially, why I enjoyed Django Chain, but Django Chain has a. I think it's different in my opinion. But for this, I was just like, it's why I like I hated. I just it's like I just, I don't need to see this again. I really and I don't need. I don't think as a society or as a culture we need to see this on screen ever again yeah i the reason why i didn't have a problem with it was because it's just it makes it funny what you see in real life with see i completely disagree TV. with that that what whole part nothing is funny about that that I, nothing that, about that entire story is funny i thought to it me was funny because in terms of the hilarity of what happens throughout the entirety of america in terms of you know how people of color are being abused and how that can be a, f- a form of enjoyment. That first scene with the Yeah, doctor, no, I get a that. form of enjoyment, abuse as a form of enjoyment. It's, we see that nowadays. I'm very much aware of that. A lot of people are very mm-hmm. much aware of that. And it's just putting a huge spotlight on that considering we have people in power who gets off on that, you know, you know, pointing the fingers at other people, who see other people struggle, who see people who control the levers of Hollywood, you know, get off on, you know, abusing their power for their own But game. that's the thing. You I know, think my I, problem I, with that is the funny, if, and as someone who's like a super comedy nerd, the way you have, and I understand that like you're, it's a different, different that's why I said it was like, it's a different perspective is you're, to a certain extent, seeing it, there's a level of exaggeration there. Yeah. Um, honestly, there's stuff in there where I'm just like, from stuff that I've read about, like, even though the technology element is an exaggeration, mm-hmm. that's, that's the exaggeration. It's not an exa- enough of an exaggeration, I think, for it to be funny. And some of the stuff that I think is supposed to be an exaggeration, that maybe, maybe from your perspective, is being played for comedy, is just like, but that's a thing that would actually happen in that situation. It's not an exaggeration. So if it's not an ex- exaggeration, then how is it funny? Like, it's just a portrayal of what would happen. And if the portrayal of what would happen is just something that like I never need to see on screen again, it's like I'm not really getting any value. And it just makes me hate it. But like, do you get to see that on screen a lot, though? A prison narrative with a... I don't know. I don't uh, see that many prison narratives. A prison yeah. and a torture narrative yeah. in the same I, I didn't, thing? I didn't care for it. I didn't appreciate it. And I thought it was just... It, it was obscenely racist. It was I, obscenely racist. I, I wouldn't say it, it's I mean, obscenely well, racist yeah, because, because it's because it's it'd be different. It's a portrayal of racism. I wouldn't say that the the actual story is racist in and of itself. The other thing is, uh, like I said, it's it, I think it's a member uh, like a, it's an, a matter of perspective, like. 
you're having a completely different reaction it's like to me. Amen moment. Uh huh. That's how some people are in society. That you know. Yeah. It's when you. With, like with when I've been around black people, like the people I work with, you know, you, you see some of the insanity that you see on TV. We look at each other. Mm-hmm, that's right. So, yeah. Once again, crazy stuff like that. Shit that happened in the church not too long ago in South. I mean, it's like uh, how, we are not surprised you yeah. know, by any of this. It may be surprised to other people, but we are not. So when I came into this, when I saw that final episode and how I laugh, I laugh because... This is reality, and what these creators are doing is just putting a spotlight on this yeah. that you know people don't like to do, talk about. But I don't know about other people. I don't mind examining these issues, and so like this, we can have a greater conversation because right now we have we're seeing a huge improvement in terms of challenging how women are treated in the workplace, you know, and how fucked up things are because. Decades for decades, we just swept that shit under the rug, saying that we've made excuses for that shit instead of examining what is up with these people who feel that it's okay to harass others, you know. Um, well, and I that's where I, I found that oh, it was funny to me because oh, they're taking an interesting take on our problems, and you know, it's like I it, it wasn't an issue of people of color, it's more of an exam exaggerate examination on those people who have you know, benefited from, you know, putting other people down and seeing what's wrong with you, you know, why, are, what are your motives in terms of trying to stomp on others, you know, that, the, you know, destroying the whole fucking family in Crocodile pained me, but in a core of me, it's, it, it reminded me that, oh, that's what America is like in our history, you know, stepping on other people for their own personal gain and wealth. Yeah. So that's why I it's insane and I get it was very uncomfortable for you but for me it was it's not something that's an afterthought for me it's like an everyday thing it's a, for me it's an everyday thing because I have kids who come from neighborhoods who you know who kind of know what's up you know they may not be able to articulate that uh, but they realize that hey their avenues in life are pretty much set and it's and they see kind of the joke in all of this, you know, and, you know, it's not funny for them, but, you know, it's funny for other people when they, when some people could say, oh, this person is going to definitely lead that path in life. And, you know, other kids are allowed to make mistakes, but our kids aren't. So when I saw this season, I took joy in some of the over the top nature of some of the events like the whole boner situation of course <laughs> a guy would end up in a corner with a huge boner after killing a guy it, i mean yeah it's stupid a- but after it's having both male and female orgasms yes. um I, I i just saw this and i just um it it just i just saw I, it was just refreshing for me because Typically, the reason why I like Django and Chain is because you don't typically see that perspective, you know, because it's yeah. always very much polished. That, you know, the white guy is always the hero. They can't do no wrong. If there's going to be a bad guy, it'll be a foreign barrack guy with an accent. Well, 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 here's the thing, and this is where it comes to, uh, like, your opinion versus, like, uh, what I read from, from what Scott wrote about it, and there's a couple other... Uh, and it's weird me as a white guy talking about this, but it's because, you know, there's 
it, it, the reason why Django, I think, is a good example is that like you have two different perspectives on how that the power dynamics and all that are portrayed on screen and whether as someone who is consuming media you uh it's okay because the main thing and i happen to agree i happen to have this agree with this perspective uh and you have the opposite perspective which i actually think both of them are valid it's just that i happen to hate that uh and you happen to have really enjoyed it is so there is what happens at the end of this episode there is what happens at the end of Django Unchained. But the issue that I think people people have had with it and that I kind of agree with is, okay, but do I need to see again basically the relentless torture of a black man on screen in order to get the eventual he's the hero? Or in this case, eventually the daughter being the hero is—is is it really? Because you, what you end up with is still, as a, a a piece of media, as what you're watching is you are, at even if it's reflected, reflexive of what is actually happening, as you're saying in culture, of what you're watching as you're seeing a reflection of like where you're nodding, you're like, yeah, that's. That's, you know, an acknowledgement of, like, the reality. Uh, there, and like I said, I've heard both sides of this. I just happen to fall on one of them is whether in our in media with people of color, whether it is beneficial at all to, after so, even if they end, the person ends up being heroic, do we really need to see in this in Django and in this case uh, is it really necessary that we need to see some a black man suffering on screen yeah. in order to get to that catharsis of vengeance basically is what it is it's vengeance and i under, and i do get that like yeah we've seen that same thing with white men for years and we cheer that on yeah. but like we cheer on the vengeance, essentially, like in John Wick. But because it's so reflective of the reality of how like people of color are treated in the country in real life historically, it's like in our media as like our uh, progressing as a culture and trying to make positive change, is it necessary for us to watch that on screen? Like and and like I said, they're they're like it's weird me talking about this as a white person. I understand that. But, like, I've heard it. Same people had the same reaction, I'm sure you know, to Django Unchained, where it's just like, where they were just like, yeah, it's okay. It's great that he gets to be the hero at the end. But before we get to that end, we get two hours of a slave narrative and a black dude being tortured. Like, and it's just like, do I really need to watch when members of my not my family, but <coughs> the argument on the other side from people is like, there are people I know who've been arrested and been in prison, who've been abused by the system. As a consumer of media, I don't need to see that in my media. I don't get joy out of seeing that in my media. 
because I've dealt with that in my real life. And that's what I say is like, I'm not discounting your opinion or discounting any opinion. I'm just saying that I happen to fall on that opposite side. Yeah. And it, where I'm it's just like, to and that's what makes me hate this episode. Yeah. That, well, my, my perspective is that, you know, I don't see that a lot on TV because since I've been a kid, I've seen that the white guy is the hero. Uh, what I appreciate about this season, yeah, it's over the top, but I, from the very first episode, I saw, whoa, this woman is taking down this Captain Kirk type hero. Mm -hmm. And throughout the entirety of that season, it's the women who are taking lead. I, I paid attention to that. And growing up, I've never seen like a count, uh, an alternative to the white guy hero mm -hmm. narrative. So I, yeah, there was a crazy torture narrative in this uh, season uh, and some other TV shows, but when you see people of color, like with Django, when you see the hero actually ride the day as the cowboy hero who gets the damsel, you know, I didn't see that. You know, that was a rarity when I saw Django. That's yeah. why I was like, fuck yeah. Yeah, there was torture. But for me, the ending kind of made up for everything else. Uh, yeah, this season was fucked up, but I just saw that more of an exa examination of how cruel some people can be with yeah. power. And like and I said, it's a, ma it's a matter you know, of perspective. Yeah, I think yeah. we're just falling on as angry as angry. You can get angry, yeah. but it, I, I will roll on the floor laughing yeah. at the fucking And I episode. find that fascinating. You I know. find that, I, I truly do find that fascinating because in, in with with Black Museum, I'm I'm completely on, on, on board with Jamie in that there's just too many things that I didn't need to see. I didn't need to see. I know that it's a commentary on current times and and history, and his, there are historical the, that are of historical significance. Uh, that said, especially the third act of of this episode, it, it was well, just we've seen. I I. I guess I was very prepared for this because with I've been I put up so long from what, seeing Shut Up and Dance, and when I finally saw it, I was prepared. You know, but see, and like that was that, fucked those, up. That, those and are disturbing. That was yeah, up. Shut Up and, and Dance, there have been other fucked up, and and in Crocodile and all, creators. they're disturbing. But it's like it's disturbing, but the it. But it's not without merit. Like it, it's building up towards it. That's my problem with Black Museum, is that I I think that the what it's trying to convey could have been accomplished without certain elements, especially the third act. I you know the the the, the torture in the jail cell and how blatantly racist it was and i get it it was on purpose obviously because it was a commentary i get it again i didn't need i didn't need this i didn't need to i didn't need to witness it um so it, i just you know it was it, it left me with a very sour on a very sour note uh 
and it just made me want to watch Metalhead again, basically. So, like, my my thing is what I, what I, I I don't have personal experience with this, but I definitely know people, and I I was reading like commentary on this, and they're I think this episode, as much as I didn't like it, is fascinating for this aspect. Is there are people who had your reaction where they were like, "Yes," at the end, uh, which, by the way, at the end, like the daughter, I was just like, I, I kind of had a moment. Where I was like, "Okay, yeah," I, and by the way, knew that was what it was gonna be really early <laughs> on. See, I didn't From see the that coming. I saw the guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. From the moment you see the, the dude, the owner of the Black Museum is a white guy. I knew shit was gonna happen. You know. Um, so I think from that opening, the moment we see him, it was going to prepare us. Yeah, for the but 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 that being said, uh, and I have read about this, and I do know people who would have have did have and have had this reaction to something like that. Whereas it's like as soon as they start to see, like oh, uh, it's a young black girl or whatever. It's like black man wrongly incarcerated, you know allegedly wrongly incarcerated in prison and then as soon as they start to get to the always oh, it's like oh that's that's a bummer i have some experience with that and then as soon as they get to the oh he's gonna be the technology is gonna like torture him forever they're like no fuck this episode i'm done like and get angry and be like fuck this episode yeah. like yeah. have the complete reverse oper- like reaction and you just because like that personal experience and there are people who've had the personal experience who will have your reaction to not hilarious but like yeah like the girl at the end but there's definitely an element there which is like as soon as the guy starts suffering it's just like i have personal experiences fuck this episode fuck the creators of this episode fuck this series like they'll have that reaction because it's like it's just like it's like no nope nope not something I need to see on screen and also and actually offensive that you're putting this on screen like mm-hmm. and people had a similar reaction to Django it's just like no matter what the catharsis of the end is it's like black man being tortured on screen yep nope I'm checked out don't yeah. need to see it see I in didn't, fact I didn't the fact see... that Tarantino as a white di- director is doing this also to some people to a certain segment of the black population going no fuck you fuck Tarantino fuck this movie like like this is really, really, really aggressively offensive that this even exists. Like, and there, as I'm sure you're aware, of, there were people who reacted to Django that way. I that. Yeah, and I actually think but both. Time- I think those both of those reactions. I mean, I, I like again, weird and silly. Maybe me saying this is a white dude. I actually think both of those reactions are equally yeah, valid. But the thing is, depending on what your perspective time, on that, you weren't having movies with a black cast. You know, or if we do have a movie with a black cast, it was a thug movie. It was a gangbanger movie. So, which, the by black- the way, is what makes Black Panther so fucking yeah. exciting. So, <laughs> I mean, we I get that it sucks that it was Tarantino, but we, I for one, and I know a lot of people in the theater yeah. that we that we saw uh, Django in. You know, they just saw something that was new and that was different that they have not seen before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the time, yes, it was. It would have been better if it was a, a, a person of color, you know, who was doing this. But at the time, no one else was doing it. And yeah. Somehow, Tarantino was the only one to do it. Yeah, he's got his fucked up way of doing things, but it was something. 
you know, also it could be it could be role. it also could be argued and that, like I said, it's why like we're all so excited about Black Panther is you could have had uh as you you it could be argued that you could have a black cowboy hero character who is out in the west out west like actually like a western with a black hero being a cowboy who's a hero you could have that i mean hilariously uh Blazing Saddles is a comedy that is that, in a lot of ways. Oh, you gotta see Blazing Saddles. Um, Actually, me neither. But uh, but the argument again it comes back to you have your black hero, but you also have because that's a really long movie. You also have almost two hours of your black hero being tortured by white people, which is again like. Yeah, a reflection I mean, of history, but it's, like it sucks. But at least from the perspective of Eve Antonor, prior to that, to this episode or to Django, the only black hero I saw was Blade, right? And that was it. You know, so there was a big dearth of representation. And yeah, I mean, you know, it sucks that you know we had to just like be happy with the crumbs which was Django which was done by a white guy and this but it was you know it was a different representation and this was another attempt at showing you know that you know not only women can be uh tough but you know people of color you know we can get our revenge and that it puts a spotlight on some people who takes advantage of people suffering yeah. and like you i said know. i when i was, when we were talking about this like before we started recording it was like coming down on two different sides of it where it's like here's the intent of what you're what I think you're trying to get across and on your side it's it's like that was really effective and on our side Rich and Me's side was like that wasn't effective at all in fact I think I that mean, was like I think that might have accomplished the opposite low. of what you're intending My threshold is very low cuz I'm just once again, from my perspective, and once again, I'm not speaking for anyone. I'm just speaking yeah, for yeah, myself. Yeah. You know, it's just that, you know, yeah, I know it's not perfect. You know, it was fucked up. But, you know, at the end of it, the entire examination of the series, of the season, is to see how people can be abusive and how ugly we can be yeah, and this series is all about ugliness yeah. you know and um seeing what happened with you know our president who said what he said about haitians and people of africa you know sorry really pissed me off yeah. so you know watching this and just like putting examination of of the spotlight on people like him and people, despite what he says, are still going to support him. I don't mind that, you know. And um, and I've s seen the torture narrative to death because I see it all the time, you know, in the streets, in the news. It's happening. But I see a silver lining because I was I forwarded this thing to Charlie I think a few weeks ago about this commercial for. Black Panther toys. Yeah. And there were kids. Yeah. People, kids of color. And they are 
being heroes. And, and there's, I've there's, never seen that. Have you, have I you, have you, have you, never you, fucking seen, have you seen the, 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 the gauntlet? The, the gauntlet the that's, claw? wait, the gauntlet that's for the Dora Milaje that's been specifically, it's a action toy, like the, the blaster that you kind of see in the, in, I don't know if you're familiar with the comic books at all, but it, the Dora Milaje have the, I'm probably pronouncing that horribly. Forgive me for mispronouncing that. Uh, but it's like a gauntlet that they one of them wears, yeah. and the picture. Someone posted a picture. I mean, it was in a different language because they don't have them here yet. But it's the picture on the toy is a black girl, and it's a toy from an action film based on female action characters in a film that's being marketed to black. girls. It's just like and, all of those things yeah. together. It's just like, and, and it's not just for them. It could be for anyone. Right? Could be for everyone. Yeah. It's just a fucking awesome toy, and it's just allowing girls, people of color, to feel that hey, it's they can be heroic too. And you know, I, as a person of color who consumes a lot of media, yeah, and consuming a lot of media that does not look like me or don't have heroes like me, I've had to swallow a lot of shit. You know, just to be entertained, you know, and I find that the while imperfect, their steps, I feel in the right direction and just like, you know, in examining some themes that we try to not discuss as a society, you know, it's all perfect. Everyone's, uh, it's not red state or blue state, it's we're all America, you know, even after the election, it's one America, but fuck that shit, we're not one America and we don't like to talk about the, how divisive this country is oh, yeah. so it's just you know it's met I understand it's uncomfortable what we've experienced with Black Mirror but I find that hey you gotta have a little discomfort to talk about what's going on yeah. today especially mm-hmm. with what goes on with a person not person a piece of shit in the White House mm-hmm. who for some reason can <laughs> say things and people conveniently don't remember things and will not call him out on no. it. So um, what, one of the, the, the things that I've, as I've gotten older, that I've come to the conclusion to, that I've come to peace with, is, and I think us discussing this particular episode and this particular part of this episode, uh, and then Rich, if you want to say something, because we're, we've really gone a long time here, but, you know, and a lot to talk about, um, is different perspectives and like disagreeing on something. And this is one of the things I enjoy about this podcast. And it's just like, it's, I don't have to win. No, no. It's just no like, one. it's like, no. I, it's like, we watched the same thing. We had a different reaction. I hated it. And, and that's, and you like yeah. it. And, and, and I, and I went and I went, and one of the things is like, I disagree with you. Uh, part of my stupid brain might even think you're wrong, but I don't think your opinion isn't valid. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Again, I see it from your perspective. You don't like it. I get that. Yeah. You know, but from my perspective, I don't mind, you know, I, I mean, I've had conversation with people of color. It's like talking about how fucked up shit are. Yeah. But it's a reality. I don't, yeah. we don't sugarcoat yeah. things. We yeah. talk about how things are real and how nasty it is in this society. Mm-hmm. And I don't find that offensive. We need to talk about how fucked well, up. It's not are. even like the talking about it. It's 
from a media perspective, the what a, the point that I was saying is, if the reality is so negative, uh, there's the difference of opinion of like whether having that reflecting reflected in our media, the negativity is ultimately whether it dis- starts a conversation or not, whether ultimately that's beneficial or is it more beneficial to uh, towards the progress of culture, big lofty thing, to have something like on the other side of it, like Black Panther, where everyone is excited about it because it's like we've been waiting for this for a positive, you know, hero portrayal a hero where we didn't have to go through like the torture narrative to get to it like but i find that we spent a long time just not being represented at all yeah yeah exactly representative not talking about this shit yeah and i come from a perspective that don't sweep it under the rug talk about it yeah and a lot of people like to dance i've had really awkward conversation with people you know, I work with, and you know, I like to tell it to their faces while they like to say, No, no, it's okay, it's okay. You know, we're all one. No, it's like, fuck that shit. No, we're not one. <laughs> yeah. You know, cops, I know you're married to a cop. I'm sorry, but you have to face facts. Statistics, statistics say that we are incarcerated on a, um, a more regular basis than other people. We are buzzed for you know minor drug offenses than other people of color, and we are shot more often than other people of color. So I understand that you're a cop, but I'm sorry. You know we have to examine this, and a lot of people are afraid of having these weird conversations. Um, and yes, it's ugly. But this fucking country is ugly. And, you know, what we've seen in this president is just, you know, bringing to the forefront that ugliness. Barack Obama was great, but he hid all of that. With what's going on, it's putting that front and center. And I found that after his election, I, I, I honestly thought that the goal was to examine that movement, that movement that brought him to power. And what's wrong with those people who continually support divisive individuals and who seem to enjoy, you know, um, his policy policies like he, like other people support just because, you know, other people are getting pushed right. down. Rich, yeah. do you have anything else? Or you look like you're crashing out. <laughs> yeah, I'm about to about that yeah, time right now. But yeah, uh, I, that's that's and that's the beauty of and uh, in, in all of its twistedness and and controversy. Black Mirror does exactly this. It it it, it it'll bring people to come up with their own interpretations and uh, and takes on 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 material and and. And themes that that occur and recur in 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 each episode, and you know, it's and it's based on not only society and and where we are in the world at any given point in time, but also a reflection of the viewer's personal experiences. So I think all of that comes into play. So so where are we on this episode? So where are we? <laughs> no, no, no! I like the number. The number. number uh, well, Eve. I give it an eight. 
I give it an eight. Cause I'm sorry. The yeah. owner. <laughs> it's fair, man. Sorry. It's I, fair. I, I, I had to. I'm sorry. Look, look, like what I was addressing before. It's like other people might might think you need to apologize. You didn't need to apologize, man. Like <laughs> apologize. Well, you just said I'm sorry, and I was just like, look, man, I get it. I, it, I understand. It was, it, it was hard. It just like that bone I mean, come on. I, I, I swear to you. <laughs> so, 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 Rich, where are you on this? this I'm gonna, I'm gonna give this, I'm gonna give this a four. Uh, yeah, it's it's my least favorite of this season, and just about, I think any season. It's a it's a very uncomfortable episode to watch, um, and uh, I. It is where it is. Six out of ten, even though I don't like the episode, I think there's value in it is is what and and quality stuff in there in spite of my like overall hatred of it. Uh so yeah. Wow, this is a heavy episode. <laughs> but I think are we good? We're good. Yeah, this is yeah. we even went off topic a little bit there. Yeah. Um yeah. We covered it I'm, though. I'm, I'm, yeah <laughs> this whoa, whoa and this this in so yeah this so in conclusion this has been uh season four overall can we all will we all agree that this is their best season yet i don't know I mean, no i the first <laughs> season, <laughs> me like the first hard season, stop no <laughs> first two seasons uh i don't know it's the quality i don't know i, I like the first two it has something about the first two seasons that I love that I don't think season three or season four have captured. Although they've been individual episodes that have been yeah. superb in yeah. season three and four. I have to yeah, I agree. I think that there have been episodes in the these two seasons Big that fucking. have kept people talking. You have there's something. I think there's something to be said about these episodes that can have people talking about more than an entire season of of you know a, a series a long a running series so that that's there's some there's there's something to be said to that to that end and uh it goes full circle to how we opened about uh anthologies and yeah um, oh that was a really nice that's a really nice way to wrap that up so Boner.